Hello, everyone, and welcome to Talk the Cakey. I'm drinking. He's late. Oh, you're drinking? I didn't know that. I'm drinking a cider. Oh, shit. I'm drinking a protein shake. All right. Well, we're in two different worlds right now. We are. Anyway, tapping. folks, I'm Matt, your host, and joining me as always by Kohai Ethan. What's up? Konnichiwa, Matt Kuhn. Genki Deska. We're a little later than usual. It's fine. A little later as we're recording, you know, fucking, uh, what's it called? I had to stop and get uh, orange juice because I had no orange juice for the morning. And then I have to do work, um, extra work, because I was dealing with some bullshit at work. So I had to deal with that. And then, you know, I just got home from the gym, had to shower, eat, make my fucking my shake, wash my dish. Um, and yeah, I still haven't even done my genius prince thread from today, which, of course, we don't talk about because we never I never get a chance to watch the latest episode. But we will talk about last week's episode. for sure. I didn't see, I didn't see the latest episode either. Don't worry. Fantastic. Subarashi desu Matt Kuhn. Well, we got news. We got some exciting stuff. We're going to take another hiatus. We got more shit. <laughs> Life. More life. Well, I'm going to Greece and I'll be caught up maybe on the Sunday when I come back. <laughs> I will not be because I'm going to watch the Jujutsu Kaisen movie on Thursday. And then I'm going to see Shaq in the club on Friday. Saturday, I'm going to a hotel party, perhaps. And then Sunday, I'm going to go watch wrestling. So I will not be. Well, caught like up. I said, you got you got two weeks. Basically, we have two weeks. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, wait, you're not coming. I thought, you know, my stupid ass. You're leaving I'm leaving Thursday. Saturday. Oh, shit. Then you're good. Yeah, that's what I said. We're we're, we're gonna take a break. Yeah, we'll be yeah, back yeah, in two we'll weeks. Be so you'll be we'll be back for the majority of the seasonals. So this is gonna be the last episode before we jump into season finales for a good portion of the and show. awards. Yeah, and award. Fuck, I was you know I thought about that today too. I was like, fuck, I'm gonna have to start thinking about awards. Yeah, and then we take another week off for the spring shows to air. Yes, indeed. And then we'll be back. Well, we'll do a cakey shop that week. <clears throat> yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. We could probably do a cakey shop that week. If 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 you're free. Uh, again, you can message us at Talk to Cakey on Twitter. He'll give you, and he'll give you the Instagram at Talk to Cakey. T a t a l k t h e k e k i. Talk to Cakey. Yeah, so definitely talk to us there. Uh, we'll even do an ad on our actual Facebook profiles because I know our friends that are not in the groups or listen to us. Cock- or that, or that. Fucking cocksuckers. But we if appreciate we, you, whoever is listening. Yes, out there. we love and appreciate you. Someone gave us a four star on Spotify. Did they? Yeah. Oh, we didn't hit five. Well, you know, fuck. Beggars can't be choosers, dude. Thank you, whoever that was. It, it's still a rating. Was it a random person? Seriously? I mean, I don't think you can look at who did the rating. Can we ask our lovely editor and see if he knows? Well, it's on the. I don't know. I don't know if we can or not. Well, I'll yeah, ask him right yeah. now. Ask that motherfucker right now. What's up, motherfucker? Where is our on his busy schedule of being a supervisor? Talk to Kiki Chat. Hey, busy with his cool talking. new friends. While he's doing that, we're gonna get to some news, some quick news, some quick oh, updates. While he's doing his shit, a live novel Spy Room is getting an adaptation. Okay. So good <laughs> shit. Uh <laughs> So just okay. I was flatter than a plate, a plate full of piss. Well, you, oh, you, our favorite you, podcaster, Mr. Cornette says. Yeah, well, you were you were talking over me. I wasn't. Like, they stop, like, stop hey, talking when like, you say, "Hey, Sean, what is our rating?" Hey, Sean, give us, give, give, us our, give us our give us our give us our melts rated. 
our Meltzer rating. 7.69999. But yeah, uh, Spy Room is a light novel that's getting get adaptation. We don't know when. I think it's 2020. All right, moving on. The 25th annual Japan Media Arts Festival winners were announced. And the grand prize award goes to the fourth wall. The fourth wall? The fourth wall. I'm going to look this up. I'm going to I was gonna say, is that that's a wrestling term, buddy? Uh no, no. Well you know what they won, by the way? What they win? D's nuts. Uh had to do with D's nuts. Is it an animation? God the fuck is I I see a woman has a washing machine as an image when I popped it up. Well, she's just showing what she's good at. Hey, now. Hey, yo. Okay, here's the... All right. Oh, that was just a normal thing. Here's the manga stuff. This is the one you all wanted to see. So this is all for manga stuff. Or manga. Just just in the industry in general. Animation, manga. Oh, okay. So all forms of media. Uh, The new face award went to Odd Taxi. Oh, okay. So good shit. Uh, Excellence award went to Sunny Boy. Mm Hmm. Nice, nice. Uh, the grand prize manga is Golden Raspberry. Interesting. Sounds yeah. like some. It sounds like a Vince term. Like you need to grab the Golden va- Raspberry, pal. It lo- looks like a teenage rom com. So, teenage rom com. Oh, God forbid, fucking. Uh, they show. Uh, don't tell Angel. You don't tell Angel or Marte. Yeah, uh, also, Darwin Jihen looks like a monkey. A Darwin. These, these are the excellent awards. Monkey. Dead Dead Demons D D D D Destruction. Jesus Christ, that sounded like a seizure. (laughs) 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 You know, I'm sure he had it when he he was writing it. That sounds like Angel trying to talk normal. (laughs) I couldn't help myself there. Uh, Anyway, congrats to everyone. Uh We're not reading the rest, but congrats to them. Omerito gozaimasu. Good shit. Celebrations all around. Uh, okay, now this weird one we talked about a couple of days ago, not on here in the group chat. My life is Inuki Inukai san's dog. Inukai's dog. Inu Inu what? Hold on. What was it? Inukai san. Inukai san's Inu. Yes. No Inu. No Inu. That's how it would be in Japanese. Yes, uh, the manga follows the protagonist who wakes up one day transformed as the dog of his cool and beautiful classmate. Karen Inukai. So he's a classmate, and he wakes up as the dog of his hot classmate. Yes. That's fucked, in a way. Yeah, that is getting a 2023... Good God. Never change, Japan. <laughs> Never change. So expect a lot of pantsu shots and upskirts. Pantsu. And... Pantsu, perverts. Pantsu. <laughs> You're so white. <laughs> well, no, it's like from fucking Mujuka Tensei with the little sister... I hate my brother because you know I saw the vein. Pansu! Pansu! I my mother hyped him up. I said I was gonna serve him, but no, he's a fucking perfect. And then they smile. No, so <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh before we end the news section, we do got some unfortunate news. Uh the manga artist for Tokyo Mew Mew, Mia Ikumi, has passed away on March 7th, March 7th, due to a hemorrhage. That sucks, dude. She was only 40. Yeah, uh, yeah, and she was getting a new that the Tokyo Mew 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 was getting an adaptation in July, like another one. Mm. Yeah, they had one in uh, 2002 to 2003. It was done by four kids. Oh, unfortunate. 
Four kids dubbing. Uh, Sean says Spotify isn't like Apple. It doesn't show users, just show stars. Well, isn't that fucking whack? Well, isn't that nice? But uh, Anyway, shout for, out to you, unknown four-star giver. Yes, but for me... Uh, this episode's uh, all... for you. We dedicate this episode for you. And we also dedicate this episode, unrelated to anime, to Mr. Scott Hall, Mr. Reza yes, Ramon. Mr. Scott Hall, has passed, passed away. away as of March 14th. At the age of 63, due to complications to hip surgery. Yeah, uh, blood clot and had three heart attacks. Yeah, that's fucked, dude. Super fucked. Yeah. Did you Heart see goes what I, out to his friends? Did you see what I bought? Well, what would you buy? Dude, I went on WWE.com and I haven't given WWE my money in a long time. Um, but I went on and I got an Outsiders t-shirt. I got an NWO hat. I got a Racer Ramon uh, pair of basketball shorts. And then I got an Undertaker shirt because it was on sale too. And I was like, oh, Undertaker. Oh, okay. well, you, you may as well. Might as well. I was giving well throw in a five bucks. <laughs> It was 15, 15 a shirt, yeah. but it's not bad well, though. $15 for a shirt. Not bad. So yeah, I was yeah. like, Hey, you know, it worked this up. Oh, out. Yeah, but anyway, right. yes. Uh, condolences oh, yeah, for to- Scott and Mia. Condolences to their friends, family, loved ones. Yes. And all the Kevin fans Ash out there, and Sean, especially all the fans out there as well. Yeah. All the fans out there too. But yeah, definitely feel bad for Kevin because he's the one that's defending him the most with all his relapses. Like, like he was right or die with Scott. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but I mean, you know, Hey, you know, it's kind of a, it's the reality of life, especially the reality for people our age. Cause bro, that was, those are fucking people from our childhood, bro. And it's just like, goddamn, you know, people yeah. from my childhood, you know, for a while in different aspects, whether it's, you know, sports or media or things of that nature, like you constantly see people die from our childhood, but it never makes it any easier. Like it just, you know, that's the reality of, of growing older. Like, fuck man. It's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. But, mm-hmm. uh, all right. Anyway, we are now going to move on mm-hmm. with our separate stuff. Uh, I added something. Uh, he even picked something back up. We'll get to that a bit. Did I pick something up? Yeah, no, the 86K back. Oh, yes, indeed. Yeah, and I picked up a series. I'll get to that a bit. Aha. Hi, Sonatori. Yes. Uh, all right. I'm going to start with Soloop. Uh, it, since it's a slice of life, you know what happens. There's a cultural festival. Bunkasai. Yes, uh, as always. So uh, he I just learned that over- word today, Bunka. Bunka means culture in Japanese. Bunka sai. Sai means, I guess, festival. But right, right. All right. Well, you learn something new every day, folks. I do because I'm on 397 days uh, learning Japanese on Duolingo. So well, there you I go. Do. I do learn shit new every day. Anyway, sorry for interrupting. Please continue. All right, no, bro, no, that's fine. It's, it's our show, but by all means. <laughs> yeah, I cut you off. I mean, go ahead, buddy. Uh, you anyway, have the next I... hour. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, Hiyori and Koharu are trying to get ideas for their, uh, well, basically what they're investing want to do for their cultural festival. Hmm. Uh, Hiyori, it's a uh, Japanese cafe. Not a maid cafe, calm down. No. A regular Japanese cafe with kimonos and not those maid outfits. Put your pitch, put your torches and pitchforks away. <laughs> for real. No high school maid outfits this time. Yeah. And Koharu decides to do this... Weird random shit like parasites and stuff like this involving fish. The dark side of fish. The dark side of fish. The dark side of that is, that's what I call it. I call it the, the dark side of fish. Like is that the, the burnt you know, side? Is that the burnt what? side? The dark side of fish. Is that the burnt side? No, like you know, the, like, there's parasites in the fish and all that. Oh, it's not a woman opening her legs? No, no, no. Hey! It's not the McDonald's fish fillet. Oh. Uh so okay. So Hiori has to catch the mackerel for the thing. So she has to go fishing, and she takes uh, Futaba Fukumoto, um, the younger sister of the Fukumoto family, 
who uh, she knows a lot more fishing despite being younger than her. But then again, he already know, mostly knows uh, fly fishing. Mm. Utaba knows a little bit more, so she's able to help her out. Like here, here's this uh, fishing rod, like casting, and uh, she shows her how to hook a worm to the bait. <laughs> mm. uh, so all that happens. A nice little bond moment between those two because you don't see much. You don't see much of her. Mm. We go to the next day. Hiyori's uh, Japanese cafe success. So it was the macro sandwiches mm. that uh, Koi helps her make. While Kuhara's Kuhara's exhibition thing exhibits was a disaster. So she's just crying. Unrelated. I really like that name, Koharu. Koharu, yeah, it's a cute name. It is a very cute name. Hawaii, uh, Hawaii, about this guy? Yes, uh, I did not watch uh, Loop on the Fair because I'm waiting for the two-parter to finish. So I'm gonna do it all at once when it comes mm-hmm. out. Mm. Instead of you know waiting with, uh, with my dick in my ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, we move on. Uh, Dolls front line. Um, as we saw from earlier, Destroyer was being taunted. Like, oh yeah, you're just a pawn in this. I can just kill you right now. You'll forget it. It's not the first time. Get wrecked. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you find out. It's like, oh, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Destroyer gets pissed off. Like, all right, fine, I'll help you. Don't be such a crybaby. <laughs> and uh, for uh, what you call it, AR 15, you find out, like, oh, yeah, she did. Uh, so someone put a plant in chip in her, so that's why they found out about the base and all that. That was confirmed. They don't know who did it, but AR finds one of the villains that she got gets pissed off, and the who the people that control the basically that defense force with uh, M4A1, AR 15, M16, SOTMA 2. Any um, others? There, th- Any others? There Grenade was- launcher. Yeah. Bazooka. Yeah, basically they gave them numbers and names. That way you don't connect to them. Like if they die, they die because they can get replaced. But for those four, since they're a special type of uh, T dolls with emotions and all that, you can't back them up. So if they die, they die. So I feel like one of them is going to die the next episode because it didn't happen this one. So that's. That was really it. They used to learn more about the T dolls and like, oh yeah, psych, fuck you. Mm. But yeah, but yeah, we and even the humans are getting involved. The people that like the military, they are. We're gonna do this ourselves. We have a side mission. Fuck you all. And then they went away, and that was it for that one. And that's what I said. And that's that. And that's that. Moving on. Nothing exciting happened. Ranking of kings, Uh, the big showdown: Boji and Bozy, (laughs) Prince versus King. After the final showdown is here. The final and showdown. Well, the well, final countdown, damn you. I know. <laughs> but we get this gorgeous animation. Like you just see Bozy is like like giant form. Like it's a hack on Titan trying to kill a human. Mm-hmm. He's like swinging the club, but Boji just dodges and fucking hits him with the sword a few times. Does it a few times. And yeah, fucking the dad jobs. <laughs> The dad jobs. He didn't get a single hit on Boji. He wow, he did the job. He did the job. He made him look strong. He tried and he fails. Wow. And uh you find out if Miranjo dies, uh Dida can come back, like break the curse. Like Bozy won't, won't no longer be in in the son's body. Mm. So all that's going on, and Miranjo is actually having those second thoughts. Like she doesn't want to do this anymore, but she feels bad. Like, why are you? Doing so much for me, type of thing. Mm-hmm. And you see the mirror starting to crack. Mm. And then uh fucking Despa says to Boji, like, yeah, he has to do it. While Kagi's like, hey, why are you making Boji do this? You're a son of a bitch. 
punch, punch, punch. <laughs> How dare you? I know, like, it's, like he has to, like, because again, they're dead, and he wants if he wants to save his brother, he has to do this. They're Shinderu. Before all that, though, the really cool moment was when uh, Bebin, Dorshe, Appius, and Domas, like the big four, said they stand with King Bodhi. Because mm. Bodhi made them choose, like, are you going to serve me or are you going to serve the kingdom? And they serve the king, which is Bodhi. Mm. Like, oh. <laughs> so very nice moment there. Uh, Maranjo is gone, and so is Bozi. The souls, the souls leave the mirror and the uh, died his body. You see the souls going away, and you see the giant demon that came out in the third episode grabs Miranda's soul mm. while Bozy departs alone. Mm. And Miranda's like, I'm sorry, I can't go with you, type of thing. And you go like in the mind of this demon, and you see him like ripping apart souls, eating them, throwing them up just to eat them again. And then Absolutely. you see Miranda horrified. Like, that's going to be her fate, basically. That sounds... It was disgusting. And uh, she sees the demon she befriended when she was a kid. It's like, well, this is good. This is your life now. Nothing but pain and suffering. Mm. So the story's not done yet. You thought Bozy was going to be the main final villain. No, it's going to be this demon. It it, you thought it was so-and-so, but it was me. Pretty much. It... That is where we are. We got two episodes left, so I am curious to see what happens next. Two episodes of the season, I imagine? What? Two episodes of the season, I imagine? And then it's done. The show is period is done? The show will be done, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, but we, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Interesting. Let's see what else. I wonder if they'll do a flash forward and Boji will be less crippled. I think I think that curse is just there for good. Mm, okay. Yeah, like, like that's that's it. He's fucked. That's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, unless they bring it up, saying this is what, like what what happens when we do this and all that. But we will see. We'll find out. Maybe we'll find out the next episode. On the next episode of yes, ranking uh, of- land of Leedale. Uh, we picked up where we left off, where the zombies came in. A centaur got down. Uh, Kata's friend, her ally, she summoned. He's dead for now. because they come back in like ten days. Mm. Uh, and then uh, she meets a couple of people, Tartarus and Kyoke. <laughs> Kyoke? Q-U-O-L-K-E-H. Spell that again. Q-U-O-L-K-E-H. Qualke. Qualke. Qualke and Tartarus. Uh, she meets them when, when she was hiding out, and you, she finds out that they were uh, also old users in the game Liedel in their cream cheese guild, like the old games. Cream like, cheese guild. Yeah, she calls it the cream cheese guild. You know, I shouldn't say that because I'm watching an anime where they're called the gourmet guild. So yeah, because she thought no one would take it seriously. But yeah, she there was a few guild members in that in the old game, and they find a little girl named Luca who is uh, basically she goes outside, she'll basically die because of this fog. Mm. Zombie come fog infested village. Mm. So it's like, okay, so dig it. So like, okay, well, if you guys come with me, we can go take care of it. Like, no, we can't leave her alone. So she has another summon. She has this cat butler, Rox Ilias. I can't tell if it's a guy or a girl, actually. It's a day. It's a day. Rox Ilias is a day. So they're there to watch Luca while the three of them go to the fog. And um, Kena has these uh, two, two bells, these special items that you get for playing a certain amount of hours in a game. So even I want you to guess how many hours has she put in this game? 69. 
Two billion eight hundred and forty-eight million. Oh God, Jesus Christ! No, that's like her. That's like since birth to, to the end of time. No, she spent twenty thousand hours. That's not a fun number. I was expecting it to be like, you no, know, no, it's six hundred sixty-six hours is going to be my next guess. Yes, no, it's just twenty thousand hours because uh, you get for every ten thousand hours you get the belt, mm-hmm. but since she has two of them, twenty thousand. So yeah, she and she admitted, yeah, I was a shut-in. <laughs> for real. Super neat. Yeah, super neat. What is 20,000 hours? Alexa, how much is 20,000 hours? Two years and three months. Jesus Christ. I- I'm sure she also took some breaks. We'll say for maybe five years. <laughs> Jesus. Because this is like every day nonstop. I, no, I don't think she's done that because I'm pretty sure she went to school. Yeah. But yeah, so we'll definitely write out to like five years. Or so. Unless she's homeschooled. Oh, it's Japan. Mm. Uh, but yeah, they eventually get rid of the fog and all this. She adds them as a friend. It's like, oh yeah, um, if you need me, let me know. And for Luca, they're like, okay, what do we do with her? Because her family's dead. So Kena takes Luca in as her adopted dog. So there we go. That part was cute. Moving on. Moving on. Akabi sailor uniform. Good God, they are putting fetishes in here. More ass slapping? heard of. What? More ass slapping? No, 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 no. The little sister wasn't that. No, oh, okay. No, just you know, the the fives, the midriffs. Is that that meme you sent me? Is that where it's from? Yes, yes, that's what it was. That's why I was like, huh? When you sent that to me, like All I recognize- that happened in this episode. You should show Angel that. See what he says. No, I don't. No, I. <laughs> we're not. We're not doing that shit. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, the competition festival is coming up, so Akabi and a few of the girls are like, okay, let's uh. Let's do something. Let's uh, let's try cheerleading. So basically, it's just Akabi and the others like practicing cheerleading, and that eventually happens for a little bit. Uh, Akabi gets better at it. Uh, this Jesus Christ, they they love animating sweat. It's so odd. Uh, it, it's it's an odd fetish, I know, but it's gross too, dude. Like I can't. I, I I don't get it, but like I had a girl sweat on me once while we were fucking, and like I immediately like stopped. Did, being she, did she go like? Dr- let it drip in your mouth or no it would like drip on like my forehead and then my cheek and then my lips and then i just lost my boner like i was done like i, I had my boner's gone my boner's gone exactly and i was like and it's a turn off i was like go ahead and lay uh, back down but i wasn't done you're done don't worry uh anyway while all that was going on uh, there was actual focus on a certain character riona shiju mm. who's in the tennis club Mm. And she hasn't played that tennis in a couple of years. And every time I think of the tennis club, I think of our favorite trap. <laughs> <laughs> Legitimately. <laughs> oh god! Uh, you know, what? I would love to. I would love to see him in this. Toka, I believe. Suka. Suka. Tosuka. Tosuka. The official. What's it called? Talk the kicky. Yeah, that that's the trap mascot. <laughs> if we ever get someone who's like transsexual on our team, that that's gonna be their fucking. <laughs> Oh, come on. You gotta gotta ask. (laughs) You identify as a male or female transaction. Jesus Christ. All right, we're going off the rails. Anyway. All right, right, shut up. Shut up before we get caught. Uh, But anyway, uh, basically, uh, she hasn't played Dennis in quite a few years, so she's slipping. Like, she's, like, very rusty, keeps missing it. And then you basically say, like, she's basically self-conscious about herself. Like, she's, like, a little curvier. But she's not, she's not fashionable. She's just curvy. Mm. But she kind of hates her body for that. It's so weird when I see Japanese, like real life Japanese people, and they're fat, like women, because it's like 
you never see like you see me because you're because they're so you because they're so used to showing like just just these yeah they're just like paper thin or they're like freaking or like they're medium they're like they're like modest yeah that's why that's why they show the males like the big bulky male with the thick lips they don't show those anymore ugly man i don't okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's ugly man Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there was one good Rob Cobb that had some some guy like that. He wasn't terrible. I forgot the name of it. He wasn't terrible. Um, a love story or something like that. Uh oh yeah 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 yeah. My love story. I never yeah, watched it. One. I never watched it because his face turned me off. I was like, I don't want to uh, fucking. I don't want to look I, at a human fish. I, I I keep hearing it's really good. So I'm yeah, listening. I have heard it's really good too. Maybe if someone wants to talk about it on Talk to Cake, on, uh, yeah, on Cakey Shop, convince us, convince us. Convince us, because he looks like a fucking fish, and I'm not trying to watch a fish try and fuck a human, or be with a human. But yeah, with uh, Rihanna, uh, she basically poked Akebi's belly, like, because she's like, by accident, like, I, I, like she's like jealous of her slender figure. She had mm. her finger through the, through the fence, and then the So did Akemi like, poke her, and she go, woohoo! No, she's just like laughing, like, ah, it's okay, you're fine. <laughs> Isn't that the Pillsbury Dole girl? So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, this, <sighs> led, this led to uh, Komichi giving her confidence with her body and all that, like, hell, like, hey, you should do cheerleading with me for this. And then you get the thigh shot from the meme I said, yes, lovely. Uh, basically, all that, and then she got confidence in herself again. She got, she went back to, uh, like, oh, yeah, I remember why I love tennis and all that. She's good at tennis again. And then there was much rejoicing. You know what's crazy is that that's not even the most like suggestive fucking shot of the week. On a normal day, it might be. That's it. There's really no there's no suggestive shots, and that's I'm okay with that. But if you still tell them, they're like, ah, fuck you, no, I don't know. <laughs> you know, at this rate, like with everything that I've like seen, especially this season, like it, listen, if you're I'm gonna watch romance, it needs to be a really really adorable love story. It needs to be super fucking hilarious, or it needs to be edgy. Like, I can't, like, deal with, like, mediocrity in any of the three. Otherwise, it's just going to be mediocre. mediocre. All, right, all right. Moving on. Uh, Vanitas, part two. I usually end with this, but I'm going to end with the new one. But hmm. uh, we picked up where I left off. Uh, no is, like, back at his house. Uh, the housekeeper came in and said, oh, yeah, by the way, you have this letter. And it's dressed from uh, Mikhail. Hmm. And they opened it, and it's Domi's hair. So he didn't kill her. He just cut off her hair. Hmm. From like this, this, this weird blue-haired kid, the psychopath that we just seen. (laughs) Hazakashi. But yeah, basically, it's like, oh yeah, if you want her, if you want her alive, come here at night, that type of thing. And uh, I don't know if you remember from part one, we got a flashback of No Dominique and the brother, Um, the where the brother got crazy, Lewis. I don't. You know, yeah, because they 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 did the aftermath of that. Like we went we went back to that real quick. Those are those are interesting. Yeah. So basically, with uh, so no, so no, was like passed out, like tra- like traumatic. Basically, seeing his best friend decapitated in front of him, killing kids, mm. and then um, he like he was like waked up, like snaps out of it, and he thought Domi was Lewis, mm. and made like Domi like you know like. A, Doubt herself that they, did you want him alive? It's that type of thing. So she actually starts to cut her hair to look like her brother. Mm. But uh, before that revelation, um, the older sister is like, Oh, I'm glad he's dead because, uh, like, we only wanted one of you alive. And then Domi's like, Why, why do you say something like, Oh, you didn't know you guys were actually twins? 
they lied about like, like we, the whole family lied about him being older than you. Mm. So yeah, so and and twins are considered a curse. So one of you guys had to go. So I'm glad it was him. So because we valued you. Mm-hmm. So so okay. her her world went upside down for all of that. Yeah, that's very dark, right? Like holy holy shit. <laughs> but uh yeah, and then uh yeah, she cut she has her hair cut, looks like the, her brother. She goes to know and then knows like, wait, like why'd you do that type of thing? Mm-hmm. And she starts crying. He holds her tight, like I have to like like he wants to protect her, like, like no no, this ain't right, type of thing. So that's why like no like always looks no always looks out for her. And uh while all that's going on, uh Vanitas, we're back to him. He's talking to Dante. The maid comes in like like terrible news. Uh, something happened to Dominique, and uh, knows God. It's like, what do you mean he's gone? And he's like, there, there's only this letter. And Vadis read the name, and his eyes went wide. He's like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. So he starts running out, like, like, like no has to get away from him, like now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the no goes to this abandoned music park. Uh, he sees uh, Mikhail right there, and mm-hmm. Dominique is in a trance on top of a Ferris wheel. And he tells no, if you touch me once, she jumps off. Mm. Like she falls to her death from that height. Mm-hmm. So no, no tries to charge in. And you see another book of Vanitas that this guy has. Thought there was only one. No, apparently not. No, she says, like, why do you have that? And Mikhail tells through his introduction, like how Vanitas did in the first episode. But you find out, yeah, that's his actual brother. I thought you were gonna tell me like, oh, it's at the bookstore for three ninety nine, dude. No, 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 no. It's <laughs> no. He, that is the brother of Vanitas. No, experiment number seventy one, <laughs> the one the doctor talked about in the first season. Like, oh yeah, how's your brother doing? That made Vanitas basically fucking go lifeless for a bit. <laughs> mm. So yeah, he's alive and well. <laughs> and he's like, oh, like Vanitas didn't tell you any of this stuff, like all of this. So and he said no. He said he wants no to drink Vanitas's blood. Because he wants answers to why Vanitas killed their dad. That's why he wants them. And then he's like, oh, you didn't know anything about him? So how about this? How about you suck my blood instead? Suck me off. Yeah, so, ba- so basically to see what I saw, basically. Do you see what I Pretty much. <laughs> so no, eventually caves in and does it. And we get the flashback. Uh, by the way, they're not biological brothers. Just brothers in that experimentation type thing. Oh, shit. Oh, I, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm saying I've saw, I have breaking news when. Uh, All right, go ahead. We're right, done. Right. When we're done, when you're done. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, basically, uh, Mikhail's actual mother is a de- is dead. She's decapitated, mm-hmm. and you see a younger Roland, like from the Paladins. Mm. He's all bandaged up, like he was like looking after the kids, and he's like, "Why she died? Like, well, she was a curse bearer. Like, no, uh, she was she she was happy." Uh, also, before that, though, uh, he was dressed as a girl mm. because the mother is a prostitute mm. and he made her son dress up as a girl for her for him to get raped, like for paid me. for. So by like men. she hoard off her son, but men are paying for him. Yeah. OK. Ooh. It's like have like have fun with him type of thing. Mm. Fuck my son <laughs> mm-hmm. while dressed as a girl. That's unfortunate. I was like, holy shit, like, what the hell? <laughs> so while all that is going on, Roland's like, okay, I guess you can stay here for now type of thing. Mm-hmm. 
And I forgot what Mihal said, but it was something that made Roland like shiver like holy shit type of thing. But eventually Mihal made his way to the experimentation room where he, where Vidius was being experimented on. And then the dog's like, oh yeah, you can come in too. Hey, Vidius, come say hi to your new brother. Mm. So that's where it ended in that cliffhanger. And it's like, shit. <laughs> that took a dark turn. And I love it. Yeah, right, what was your what was your breaking news? Mashoku Tensei Ova now available on Funimation. All right. Well, we're gonna cover that when we come back. <laughs> yes, indeed, we shall. All right. Oh, uh, all right. Uh, last one for me. This was on Netflix. Uh, I just randomly picked it up because I had some free time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kotaro lives alone. Mm. The apartment comedy with laughs and tears. That's the tagline. Mm. It's about this four-year-old named Kotaro who actually lives in an apartment by himself. Mm-hmm. He moved in, and there's a bunch of colorful people. Well, not really colorful, but uh, Shin, who is basically a uh, washed-up manga artist, who basically he was, he was a deadbeat mm-hmm. who had like, he had no desire to draw manga as much anymore, type of thing. Living off his contest money, he was a slob. Mm-hmm. Uh, Isamu, who is basically like this gangster-looking guy, who also loves Kotaro, who's like, "Oh, you're so cute," that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like looking out for him. Like they're all looking out for him. Mm. And then Mitsuki, which is the girl, uh, she's basically a hostess at a bar with an abusive boyfriend. Who's that? Uh, Mitsuki. That's his sister. No, these are all these are all people living in this in separate apartments. Oh, tenants. Okay. Yeah, tenants. These, these are so all she's, tenants. She's with an abusive boyfriend. Interesting. Yes. And yeah, this Kotaro kid. Yeah, uh, he just talks and acts mature. Because, yeah, he's been living on his own. He's been running away from home. Mm-hmm. And people don't know why. Like, they, he always, like, avoids it. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't like to talk about it. And then Miss uh, Ko- uh, Kobayashi, uh, she's the one that gives him an allowance every week. Like, like here's money type of thing. Mm-hmm. And you find out that's his mother's life insurance. Mm. He's dead. Mm. He doesn't know that. But yeah, uh, he lives alone because this father, his father's very fucking abusive. And that's what made the mother run away. And so she died. As Kotaro says, he needs to become strong to help out his dad because he thinks his dad is just has some darkness uh, covered him. And even though it's not, he thinks it's not just him because he's a kid. He doesn't get it. Yeah, that's fucked. And then uh, you just hear all this shit. It's like, fuck, like, I thought it was supposed to be a comedy. <laughs> not quite. Uh, that's the funny moments, but you just get all this. It's like, good God. Not quite. Even like uh the there was a there was a private investigator who was like he was befriending Kataru, and then you find out, yeah, he was hired by the father to look for him. And it's like I found him type of thing. He's like, and the tenants, they're like, Are you gonna tell him? He's like, yeah, I have to. I'm paid to do that. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't tell him his exact address. Because this guy has also been abused by his his father, so that's like yeah, like I don't want like I, I yeah I, I forced I had to report to him, but I I'm not gonna tell him where he actually lives, mm-hmm. that type of thing. <laughs> so he's got a heart in there somewhere, <laughs> and even fucking Mitsuki eventually moves out of the house, moves out of the apartment because uh, basically she tried to tell her boyfriend that she was gonna break up with him, and then she fucking slapped her. She he slapped her. He slapped her, yeah. Wow. 
And then basically uh, one of the tenants, uh, the gangster looking one, like, oh, yeah, like let me take care of him type of thing. And then Kotaro's like, no, like if the cops ain't gonna do anything, then you have to leave because he knows where you live. Mm-hmm. But despite him like feel like he's chasing her out, yeah. He's because again, he's been abused, so he knows what it's like. <laughs> so you watch the whole series or is this a weekly thing? It's all 10 episodes. It's all, it's all done. Oh, okay. And you watched all 10? I watched all 10. Mm. I was like, you know, I gotta finish. <laughs> so I gotta finish before we go on the air. God damn it. Yeah, it's it's just really good. Is it? And and even like the end of the episode, uh, they go to the gravesite for the grandparents. It's like it's mostly uh the the tenant Shin is the one that's mostly talking to Kotaro, mm-hmm. especially since they live next door. Mm-hmm. And he actually actually re-sparks his love for drawing manga again. Yeah, so it's almost like like he has a job type of thing. Uh they actually picked up one of his manga drawings for a like a series. It, it's great. Like I'm happy for him for that. And he still tries to ace and he still makes time for Kotaro despite all that. Like oh, it's a full-time job type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like the deadlines are more strict. I don't know. He, despite him being tired, he makes time for him. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the, like the final episode, like they go to the gravesite and like, and, and it's basically for Kataro's grandparents. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, Shin's like, hey, what was your mom like? That type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, she's tweeting and all that. And uh, it's like, how, how do you like spell her name, the kanji? And then he does it in like the, like the dust of the gravesite. Mm-hmm. And while they were cleaning it, on the side of it shin sees the mother's name and he covers it like he's like he's like standing right by it oh they're in the same grave oh that's yeah dark yeah it's a family grave oh like the grandparents in the front and she's on like the side like the, like the left side of it oh man so he's like hey and then katar's like can you please get out of the way and then shin's like nope i'm not moving mm. like, like you're distracting me like that's fine like i'll look the other way mm-hmm He's like he so he promised like that even says like next time you go there I want to go with you he wants to keep going with him just so he doesn't see it mm-hmm. and that's basically where it ended. That's dark as shit. It is, yeah. It's fucking crazy. Uh, we do also we also did get another female tenant, uh, Sumir Takei. Mm-hmm. She's only there for like the last like two to three episodes, but uh, basically her deal is she hates children. Mm-hmm. But she really tries hard to like get along with the kids. Even Katara was like, that's me. Whatever people's motives are or what's wrong with them, Katara knows. Mm-hmm. And this this how he just picks up on it. Mm. And, like there was an episode where Katara was like fat as fuck. Mm-hmm. And they thought like, okay, maybe it's his diet. But we find out like the school, they're they're serving healthy food. Mm-hmm. So like, what well, okay, so what the hell? What the hell's up? They find out the students are making him eat whatever they don't want to eat because they don't eat this stuff. Mm. So they're make so they're forcing Katara to eat it. Damn. And 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 uh, Takei she sees this as like, are you even hungry? Is it like no? I, you just can't waste food. So even if I'm not hungry, I gotta eat it because no one else will. Because I hate waste. No one should waste it. Mm-hmm. It's like, and even the teacher's picked up. I was like, okay, yeah, it's like you're not doing that ever again. Like, we're gonna make sure the kids don't make, don't make him eat it. <laughs> like all this, like, like all their leftovers, or whatever they don't want to eat. They just eat his own food. That's it. Yeah. I hope there's a season two. What'd you give it? I give it a four. Hmm. Four out of five. That sounds so sad. It is so sad, but there's there's some charm to it. But it's just 
they're really heavy on the sad crap. I it just you don't expect it. Like I saw, like you know, I was like, I went on Netflix accidentally because I actually clicked on the button, and I I heard like a little preview of it, and it was it was Katara talking to the tenant, um, asking about how his shower doesn't work, and um, he's like, oh, he's like, I got to fight to survive, and he pulls out a sword, and I was like, this seems kind of stupid, <laughs> but obviously- no, but that's why he does it because he has the sword because basically he watched his kid show like this kid like this samurai thing, yeah. And like he fights to help the weak, and he wants to be strong to help his dad. Mm-hmm. That's why he does that shit. Mm. Yeah, that's is is just the shit you find out, mm-hmm. and and it just hits you hard. Like fuck, yeah. It's like it's everything about it. Like I definitely recommend this to people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I hope this is season two because you don't see the dad. Like fully like finding him and all that. So like there's there's still it it, it, it leaves it open. Mm-hmm. And if it's popular enough, I definitely see it again in the second season. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's got a 8.42 on my anime list too. Like fuck shit. Oh, that's pretty that went up pretty solid. high rather quick. <laughs> that's pretty super solid, if you ask me, partner. Yeah, um, that's higher than the most on here. <laughs> it's it's uh yeah, it's just it's a it's even ahead of Dress of Dawn. It's only behind, of course, Attack on Titan, Demon Slayer, and Takagi-san season three. Mm-hmm. That's it. I got that. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> mm. Anyway, I'm done. Your turn. God damn it. All right. Um, I never like these. You know, it's like shit. Because uh, oh. <laughs> I gotta always remember what the fuck I did. Um, yeah, it's hard to remember all this shit. It is fucking hard. We watch so much. Some of a bitch, dude. Yeah, that's what. It's like shit. Uh, Love of Kill. Um, what the fuck happened on Love of Kill? Oh, so basically, the episode for Love of Kill it surrounds uh Ryangha and he's speaking to Donnie and he wasn't kidding when he said he doesn't know who Donnie is um throughout right. the the last couple episodes we've seen you know flashbacks of, of Ryangha as a child. Come to find out the Ryangha that we were looking at as a child isn't the same Ryangha that we see as an adult. Um, there's a flash, uh, a flashback moment that they show during that day where, you know, you see baby Chateau and she's crying and you see Ryangha driving, like, you know, saying like, I'm on your side, whatever. And then it pans to the passenger seat and the passenger seat shows freaking uh, a, a boy that says, what are you going to do, Ryangha? And that's the current Ryangha who's there. So whatever happened, which we don't know yet, that guy took Ryangha's identity after Ryangha died, but left Chateau there. So that was a pretty wild revelation. Um, the episode continues basically as Ryangha is um, taken in. He's you know held captive, captive basically, and Chateau basically busts in to try and save him. No plan, just fucking busts in to try and save his ass. Um, at the same time, he's staging his own escape. And um, he's fucking insane, bro. Just fucking killing everybody. Just headshot, 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 fucking two shots. Um, But one of the things that happens is before he actually gets to escape, he gets into a fight again with the other guy. I forget his name. But uh, one of the, the guys there, he's like pierced and shit. Like he's got a bunch of piercings and he punches him in his stab wound and he reopens up the stab wound. Um, And this basically causes Ryangha to be like very slow. He's like, he's getting hit by bullets that he normally wouldn't get hit by. He's still killing everybody, but he's tired, inefficient. Eventually collapses in a stairwell and the guy who punched him catches up to him. 
And in a surprise, he's like, you know, there's a commotion outside. He's like, somebody's here to save you. He realizes that Chateau and he gets up and he fucking finds the will to fight and he keeps killing people like to, to escape. The other guy lets him basically lets him escape, which is wild. He said that he took an interest in him, like in a previous like portion of the episode. Um, and it, it's pretty wicked, basically, as we see, um, see them try like he basically escapes and you see uh, Chateau like going through and trying to like bust in herself. She eventually gets caught out um in the forest near the house and they have her pinned down and as she's about to be taken in um her captor gets fucking shot in the head and uh there's Rianha saying like oh you know you, sh- you know you shouldn't have came- something about you shouldn't come save me something like that and then she's like well look at the pot calling the kettle black you know and then that's how the episode ends with them like having sharing that nice little moment together basically where mm. you know she just went and just said fuck it i'm gonna go save her um so that was cool um <clears throat> strongest sage strongest sage is always easy because it's always the same shit fucking maddie is op as shit and they do anything not anything but like they come up with a plan and it always works it never really fails so they basically arrive into the the city that they were going to go to and they don't go in because of the fact that it's heavily guarded and they also feel the presence of demon energy so basically they use whatever fucking sorcery to realize that there's 32 demons in the city and normally that's impossible you normally don't see demons coalesce However, Maddie basically says that these are called demi demons and demi demons don't have any real like super magical powers. So what they do is they all band together with their what little magic they have and they form like squadrons and shit like that. And that's how they coordinate and they take over. So the city's basically being fucking as being held captive by demons um maddie of course finds some secret hallway outside or secret passageway outside of the uh, city and they break into the city they find that all the citizens are being like they have some sort of like uh mind paralysis magic on them that basically makes them like living dummies so they pretend that they're done but of course maddie has some stupid thing like it'll only pretend like you have it but you're not really done just play dumb so they're like oh (laughs) As they walk into the uh, the factory, this factory that's in the center of the city, when they walk in the factory, they find that that the city is manufacturing uh, what's called magic jewels or magic jewels. And basically, they said that it's that that's a dangerous thing because of the fact that if you have a, a nice, solid, concentrated amount, you can blow up an entire kingdom. And that's what they were basically going for. So they're like, we have to stop them. We have to basically save the citizens, because if they pro- if they have prolonged exposure to this, uh, this paralysis <laughs> magic, um, it can lead to permanent brain damage. So they go in and they're like, well, listen, like they're all demons, but they're all weak. But we'll break them up instead of going individually one by one. We'll do teamwork and we'll use their teamwork against them. So they come up with some crazy plan and they basically divide and conquer the demons. And, you know, they do a good job. Eventually they have like, I think it was like eight or 10 demons left. And as Maddie is going to go over there to kill them, um, one of the guys from the previous episode, I think is Guyless or I think his name is Guyless. Guyless comes over and fucking takes out half the demons. Maddie comes over, takes out the other half of the demons. And so far, the only person left is the boss guyless wants to face the boss and maddie's like all right you know whatever and he's like oh don't maddie don't don't interfere don't interfere and we see guyless has improved since his fight with maddie in the previous episode um he's been reading whatever book uh magic book that maddie gave him and he's improved his casting and things of that nature he goes blow for blow with the demon he takes damage but so does the demon eventually and um as the sun comes up basically he's able to kill the demon um but he's exhausted and and shit and so maddie's like oh you know you barely killed him but good, good job whatever the cases and um his uh, teammate Lori went to uh, ki- uh, he- uh, 
cast a healing spell on um on guileless but as he she's doing that the episode ends with the demon not dead he like his eyes turned red he's like oh and then that's how the episode ends for that so you know pretty solid i guess uh princess connect was a, a uh, it was a great episode basically long story short because of the fact they introduced all these characters and it's so hard to know their fucking names like they just do a, such a shitty job of that from that standpoint but the animation through this episode was superb the fight scenes were great we basically see karen has been turned into a puppet but we don't know that initially karen basically is doing um oh carol not karen carol 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 is doing um the fake princess's de- uh bidding and we see her just mercifully fucking killing people like crazy or mercilessly sorry killing people like crazy and um we find out basically that the the fake princess has taken the power of that of that crown that she killed um the person that was associated with the with the redive she took her power and basically entraps all the citizens of the kingdom inside of a barrier and sends Kara out to kill them all and so it's like this mass massacre basically happening in the fucking in the city with shadow with the shadows who have you know they're like the lost souls so she dispatches the shadows and letting the shadows try and kill them so of course the gourmet guild goes out you know to try and save the day they do a pretty good job um but eventually the numbers get overwhelmed them and um yuki who's you know fighting and has that pressure of not letting wanting to let his friends die has some sort of like traumatic like brain pressure or something like that due to his memories like coming sort of coming back um like it's like a negative effect of the redive and he basically goes unconscious um so they're without their their level up because yuki's power is basically to level up the other people so they can enhance their powers um and so we see um as everybody basically gathers towards the center of the city, try and beg the the queen, not realizing that the queen is evil. They're trying to beg her to like save them. Um, We get a magic cast from one of the detectives that we saw in the earlier in the season. She's basically figured out that the queen isn't the real queen. And she basically begs the real queen to show up and save them. Um, So as they do that, um, the, the current queen, the fake queen asks Carol, like, go ahead and kill all the citizens. And so she goes to kill all the citizens and she's, she hesitates, like she does it, but she's hesitating and she's hesitating. And eventually she stops and she's like, I don't want to kill anymore. Like even my heart can't take this anymore. And then that's when we see that she's a puppet because the, the fake queen basically takes her by the strings and fucking starts like puppet, fucking puppet controlling her. And she's basically killing everybody. And um Pecorine, who's been you know a constant source through this episode of like hope and fighting um comes out and you know she asks Pecorine, save me save me save me and Pecorine's like of course and then eventually the 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 casting stops and Pecorine takes a deep breath and again uh, like I said last week or in our last episode she hadn't told anybody the fact except for for Kokoro that she um is the real princess so she says in the name of, of princess uh Eustania von Ostrak what I, I, I said it's von something I said that wrong but in the name of princess Eustania von Ostrak um I will you know defeat you and I will take my kingdom back so she basically told the entire kingdom I'm the real princess Eustania and there's raucous ovation you know like woo they're coming to there they're coming to steal the day and freaking uh what's it called we basically see like a a face-to-face in a way between the the fake princess and the real princess so that next episode 11 is going to be wicked and like i said the the battle scenes and the animation of the of the of the fights and the magic throughout this episode were really 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 well done 
Um, I, again, I always say that about Princess Connect. You're always going to get really spectacular anime, um, animation, I should say, and fight scenes. Um, and the story is it's one side and then the other really horribly explained. But then there are intricate details that they bring back that makes you like, oh, man, this is really good. But just the characters and the way that they're, you know, they are. It's just it's a fucking mess. But the animation and the fights. Great. Love it. Um, Boruto. <clears throat> Boruto uh, was pretty solid, I guess. Basically, we see them navigate through a through a storm. Um, Boruto and Ikata is the guy's name. Um, the, the his friend's name. His name is Ikata. So him and Ikata uh, basically navigate through a storm. Um, along the way, they notice a boater, a capsized boat, and a and a, a boater um, who's drowning. And so they have to navigate near a whirlpool. And they manage to, you know, after much effort and struggle, they manage to save the the boater. However, because of this. Um, Boruto realizes that Ikata really does have webbed hands. And so he really did save Boruto. He confronts him afterwards. He's like, you really did save me. He's like, yeah, you know, it's, I think it's weird. And so everybody would think it's weird. So that's why I didn't say anything. Please keep it a secret. Nobody knows, you know, whatever. And he's like, yeah, no problem. I get how you think it's weird. You know, that's typical fucking like, I understand completely. It's kind of childish, I guess. But, you know, still principle. I get it. <clears throat> and so they continue on in the storm. Ikata almost gets ejected. Because he runs into some harsh waves and he almost gets ejected from his boat. He kind of gives up. He's like, well, fuck it. I guess I'm going to die. But Boruto casts uh, uh, Shadow Clone Jitsu, Kagebushi no Jitsu, and um, is able to save Ikata and basically tell him, like, oh, you're not going to die. You, you want to live out your, your dream as a boat maker. You're going to do that. Don't die. And he's like, yeah, you're right. So they share a nice moment at the end. Um, and that's that. However, toward the end of the episode, we get two critical details. One, the Funato clan are getting supplies on near, I guess, the same vicinity or near those islands where they're at. And they mention like, oh, you know, like we're going to go to war. We're going to take down the Mizukage and his fleet. And we're going to take over the land of water. Right. Of course, that's their plan. Um, we also find out that the, the woman who um, the sister who we see from the family is out and about. Um, going to some particular location earlier in the episode when we get when we get dialogue between Ikada and Boruto they ask about family and Boruto they he, Ikada asked Boruto like oh you got siblings and she's like yeah I got a little sister what about you he's like oh um I have family but I don't keep in communication with them I only keep in communication with my uh, older sister and we basically find out that Ikada is the is like a lost sibling of the Funato clan. And that, that sister that he talks to is the sister that's part of the whole like planning right now with the Funato clan trying to take over the land of water. So that was a really good revelation, basically, that we find out that they're family. And that's going to probably cause a rift in the next episode or two in terms of, you know, how how he, how he may either betray Boruto or may help Boruto against his sister and the family. Cause we basically get an understanding in that dialogue earlier in that episode, that the family wasn't supportive of Ikata going off on his own instead of like staying with them, basically being pirates. He wanted to actually do something like straight. So that's why he wanted to be a boat maker and, you know, carve his own path. And basically everyone said like, no, that's stupid. And they hated him. And they basically, you know, shunned him except for his sister. Cause his sister's the only one that said, yeah, you know, carve your own path, be your own man. I support you, whatever. So um, that was pretty decent storytelling from that standpoint. And finally, Les Pistes de Resistance. 86 is back with its penultimate episode. Good God. Was it a wonderful fucking episode? So. The episode begins with um, Shin being ejected from uh, where the Morpho blew up. Um, as he's ejected, he basically goes unconscious. 
And as he goes unconscious, he begins to basically kind of lose his fucking mind. He goes and he realizes, like, oh, I'm left alone again. Like, you know, like he, he starts thinking about the past, start thinking about the fact that he's left alone, uh, things of that nature. And um, he's losing himself. He's like, oh, you know, like he just, he's a disappointment or he's disappointed. Like these various fucking thoughts. And he's like just fucking losing his losing himself. All of a sudden he comes to he's not dead. Um, and he's trying to reach over to get the, the piece from his brother's, um, his brother's machine. He wants to hold it, I guess, you know, and he's, you know, still distraught and he's very hurt from the explosion. His, um, his, uh, what's it called? His juggernaut suit is all fucked up. Um, it's missing a leg, things of that nature. So it's very, he's not functioning very well on top of, you know, being severely hurt. All of a sudden we see a member of the Legion come up. And was like, you thought you were, you thought uh, you finished the job, but nope, I'm here and I'm going to kill you. And he begins, Shin, we never see Shin like this. He begins to panic. And he's always said in previous episodes, he's not afraid to die. You know, he in fact would welcome death and he's panicking. He's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. But then at the same time that he's panicking, realizing death is upon him, he begs the, the Legion member, kill me, just kill me, please just kill me. And as he says that the Legion member is about to stick his basically like claw thing, like from the, from the, from his Legion, like juggernaut into the cockpit and squish uh, Shin. We see an explosion um uh on the the legion uh fighter basically somebody shot the legion fire fighter it blew up and we're like what the fuck is happening what the fuck is happening so um what's it called we see um from the from the, the 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 fire in essence uh we see lena we see lena come out and it's shocking like oh my god lena fucking lena and what's it called uh shin is still fucked up she doesn't really realize it's lena he like sees the figurine, like the figure of her and can hear, but doesn't put two and two together. He introduces himself as his as like his current uh, Giyad Federacy, like information he doesn't, you know, uh, identify himself as Shine Nozen, but just rather like I'm, you know, the, the lieutenant for the 168th division or whatever the fuck it is. And um, they have a conversation. They have a really heartfelt conversation about the current status. And basically we find out uh, the Republic has been destroyed. And, you know, all they have left at this point is just um, just fragments of their of their military, which is fantastic to hear considering they're all racist pigs. But um, Lena is one of those survivors. And so Shin basically tells Lena, like, you should go back. You should be careful. You shouldn't be on the battlefield. And Lena rejects that. And Lena's basically saying about how, you know, there was people that, you know, inspired her a long time ago and they're long gone. But um she wanted to keep fighting for them. She wanted to keep fighting so she could see them again, wherever they would be at. And she's not going to rest until she accomplishes that basically talking about her, her in the 86. Um, it was very emotional uh, from that standpoint. And so another thing that we notice is that her, um, her guardian, who's an 86 recognizes uh, Shin's uh, logo, the undertaker logo. And was like, oh, like she uh, was going to say something, but then she chose not to. Um, again, Shin and them have a back and forth. And then Lena finally identifies herself as, you know, I am, I'm major um, uh, Lena, whatever. Um, and, you know, whatever. And so Shin is shocked, completely, utterly shocked. He's like, holy shit, major. And he catches that. She catches that. And she's like, huh? And then he goes, nothing, nothing, nothing. And he just, you know, he begins to realize he begins to think of everything that he thought of while he was unconscious. It comes flooding back to him in the opposite direction, that he's not alone, that he didn't um, 
he didn't he's not left behind he's not alone he's not going to die alone there are people that he inspires and that you know want him alive and things of that nature and it brings him almost to tears and it's interesting because at that moment he basically accepts that he's going to pop the shell so he can reveal himself like it's me it's shin the person that you've been talking about and um what's it called as he's about to pop the shell um reinforcements come over down over over the horizon and basically go after the legion federacy or the legion that's trying to get to that location where the morpho is um and then they basically escort they begin to escort extract uh, lena out and they try to extract shin out as well um but basically it, it's i don't know it's a it's a beautifully told piece as they have this conversation they have the emotional music um in the background that you hear throughout the season um it's it's a fan i want to find the, the the song for you because you would love it matt it's a beautiful fucking song but they have this conversation basically and at the end of the day shin chooses not to reveal himself to lena and frederica who's on the battlefield who managed to survive as well was like why didn't you tell her it was you and shin is like oh she mentioned that she wanted to catch up to me i don't want her to catch up to me while we're in a battlefield I don't want her to catch up to me while I look like this, while I'm disheveled and hurt. Like, I want to see her when this when this war is over. I want to see her when it's not under these circumstances. I want to see her when she's free, just like we're free, like basically. And it is very nice moment uh, between them, basically. And so um, we also get a revelation that um, Shin is like, how did you survive? And she goes with tears in her eyes. Frederica's like, uh, uh, what's it called? That uh, Kiri, the guy who was piloting the Morpho, who Shin killed. Um, Kiri saved me. When the explosion happened, Kiri, I guess, used whatever Legion power it was to push um, Federica back into the field so she doesn't get caught up in the explosion. And that was his final act, uh, which is very noble. And it brought things full circle. So um, it was a wonderful, wonderful moment. Wonderful, wonderful episode. And an after credit, basically, we see Shin return back to the base. He's in a sling. He's all fucked up. And he returns to the reporting room so he could be with his other 86. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention that as well. Um, when the reinforcements come, we see that his major, his current major is there. And, um, you know, says, you know, I'm glad you're alive. And then um, everybody was worried about you. And Shin is like, wait, there are survivors. And every all the 86 are there, like happy, you know, that they're that he's alive, but angry that he left them. And, you know, basically saying, like, you're not going to die alone, whatever. Said more reinforcement of the fact that he's not alone, that he wasn't left alone. He's not going to be left alone. Things of that nature. And um, it was very nice from that standpoint. So then in the after credit, we see um, when Shin walks into the reporting room, everybody turns around and the major starts playing the recorded conversation that he had with um with uh with lena because of the fact that he was done on official comms it wasn't done like outside of the comms so they were able to record the conversation and have that play back and everyone's just like you know grinning from ear to ear like oh look at shin with his girl da, 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 da. and the major kind of like just <laughs> and she walks away so the 86 can talk to her about lena you know everyone's happy that lena's alive that she fought and they all have all of them have a lot more respect than what they used to have at the beginning one of the things that made shin almost cry in the earlier episode is the fact that lena to this like moment of where he met where she met him and didn't realize it had the picture that he that she found in episode i think it's episode 11 or episode 12 the picture that she found inside of the 86 bunker that talked about her being like the pig um but she recognized like you know the fact that she earned her respect from them and she kept that picture with them in hopes of seeing them again or you know laying it wherever she may find them 
And, you know, she earned that respect. And that's one of the things that one of the uh, 86 said, like, you know, just like us where we fought and survived, she's fought and she survived and it's commendable. And, we, you know, hopefully we get to see her again at some point. So um, fantastic shit all around. The next episode is considered is uh, I believe it's major or something along those lines. It, I think it's going to be an episode for her. It will probably, if I'm not mistaken, be a flashback to how the, the, the Republic fell because we don't ever get a real resolution to that. Basically, we see the beginning of the invasion of the Legion into the Republic territory. And then the next shot that we see, which is an after credit from one of the earlier episodes, is the next morning and the whole fucking, the whole Republic is just to shit, just rubble, ruins, fire, bodies everywhere. Like, it's gone at this stage. And that's basically what we find out um, when Ernst, um, going back uh, prior to that, I'm being a little, like, in sequential but Ernst basically says that the republic is gone the legion is pushing into former republic territory we need to join up with the republic in order to combat them because of the fact that we don't have access to the same like resources and locations that the republic does so if they begin to hide in the republic it'll be difficult for us to continue to chase them so we'll take any of the help we can get so we'll link up with them basically so we're gonna get a, i would imagine like some sort of like communicative or like team like thing with the former republic people that are still alive and the uh, federacy and at that point maybe we'll see some sort of reunion um of the 86 and lena but regardless just wonderfully told stuff very emotional stuff um between the two people like it was actually aggravating to me because i was like dude just pop your fucking chamber let her know it's you let her know it's you she misses you she loves you let her know and he fucking didn't he chose not to. I was like, motherfucker, bro. That shit. I was screaming at my fucking TV, dude. So, um, yeah, man. That's the recap for 86. And that, those are all my uh, my individuals. All right. Very good. Now let's get to the meat of the matter. Everything that we are watching together. Are you losing your voice, bro? What's up? <clears throat> I don't clear my throat. Hold on. Get the frog out. No. All righty. Let's just go to Platinum, man. All right, Mirai, your whole happiness speech is not working. <laughs> hmm? Mirai. Oh, Mirai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Planet it, 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 was, it was clearly shown here that it's not working anymore. <laughs> no, not, not at all. They're done. Like, we're well past the happiness 24-7 speech. <laughs> For sure. But uh, yeah, also, Yuenda fucking lays down the law to that cop. <laughs> mm. Like, we're not friends. Like, I've only talked to you for, like, a total of five minutes and, like, 43 seconds. Yeah, dude, savage. And, like, all these, like, all these encounters. Like, yeah, this one was, like, 20 seconds. This one was this. The only time I talked to you longest was during that run-in. And, yeah, I regret that. You think I'm your friend for those five minutes? No. Fuck you. (laughs) Hell no. Yeah, and then basically, Yoanda says, all right, I I just want me and Mariah here to talk. Everyone else back off mm-hmm. but uh what you call it Hoshi stays the cop is like, like I wanna I actually want to hear all this like I want to see this through mm-hmm. it's like hey he still thinks he's your his friend <laughs> despite you know being told no <laughs> right so yeah so yeah all the other candidates Saki Yuri the kid <laughs> uh oh, wait, you're talking about um the the emo one yes Nakaumi yeah him the girl, the the cop's girlfriend, they all leave. They all they all go back to her hideout. So dumb. Oh, all that's going on. Like, okay, they go up. I just Eric, is this what I want? I convince me. Mm-hmm. Wow, me. <laughs> and then yeah, like Mariah just fails at that hard. 
And, you know, on average, he it's not that he did a shitty job. It's just fucking Yoneda is just it. so ridiculously, like, opinionated and has a, a, a rightful opinion as well. It's not bullshit, dude. It's legit. It's a legitimate opinion. That's not, It's like I hate him so much, but everything he says is just it's realistic. Like, I see it now. And it's like, fuck, bro. Like, half of it is so blasphemous as somebody who grew up religiously. And the other half, yeah. is like, it just makes as an adult that you know seen shit it's like fuck man i just it makes all the fucking sense in the world dude all the yeah, fucking it, sense. i love how you talk about like oh yeah immortality could be reached in 300 years yeah shit was but, wicked dude. but you know what it's not gonna last that long like maybe humanity should go yeah dude savage that's all that creature he's a whole fucking savage dude i yeah, hate the way they say it, like creature yeah and the way they fucking say it and people are fucking buying it yep they are and so I was like, no matter what you say now, it's just ain't going to work. For real. And even Yuanda says that. And it got to the point where Shuji basically had the girls tied up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, they were held hostage. Like, this was the plan. This was the plan he had set up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's all to basically make Mirai choose. Yeah. Like, do you like? Do you want to become God? Do you really want to become this creature, or I, I will give it all that despite everything you said just to save Saki? Yeah, he contradicted him, bro. And yeah, it's like you have thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, and and they're talking to each other on the phone, like, okay, yeah, if he touches me, shooter. If time goes up and there's no answer, shooter. Mm-hmm. And there was like this seconds left, and then Mirai just says, "I I give up." Then Yuanda looks at him like, "You gave up that easily." <laughs> Yeah, dude. And it's like, I had faith in you, and now it's just, I'm so disappointed in you. Mm-hmm. And then Mirai talks about love, about his love for Saki, how much he means, how much Saki means to him. Mm-hmm. Well, so it even got to the point where Yoen is like, that was remarkable, like how everything he said. <laughs> yeah. But it's too late. <laughs> I wish you said this earlier. So now it's just, are you gonna whose life do you choose? Hers or yours? So it's you die or she dies. So fucking savage, dude. And yeah, and even Saki was saying, like, do it like save yourself, like 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 I'll be okay, type of thing. Yeah, she tries to tell Revel, like, go tell them I'm fine. And Revel's like, nah, I can't do that because I value your life more than his. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yep. And Mirai says, Take my life. Yep. And then and, then, and again, you end up disappointed in him again. <laughs> it's a cliffhanger. Yeah, and then he shoots the arrow, and then he's like arms out, like ready to accept his fate. And then we get credits. I think there's gonna be. I bet you anything. Like I think either fucking um, Hoshi is gonna take the fucking bullet. He's gonna take the white arrow, and then there may be something that happens at the at the mansion where they fucking flip the script. Um, I definitely see him take taking the arrow. Yeah, I definitely see Hoshi taking the fucking arrow. And then he's going to say, why are you going to do this for some type of person that wants to be this creature type of thing? Some shit like that. Yeah, and then he's going to say something that's probably going to make you end up question himself a little bit. Yeah. It's so nuts, dude. It is nuts. Good episode. Holy shit. What a redeeming fucking thing. Like, literally, like, it was like a two and a half. If you're lucky, a three. And now it's a solid four and a half. Four, four and a half. Super solid, dude. Nah, no. Fuck. I, I love Yoanda's monologues. Yeah, I hate him. People, so much. people hate him, one. but it's just you. But you can't help but listen. No, you can't. It, and everything he says is just 
fucking it's got it's got purpose it's got fucking understand like it's based in reality a lot of it it's not just bullshit yeah not, um, you know? yeah yeah i got to point where people started questioning their faith exactly dude like 10 percent of of humans fucking left like again he dropped that down a lot from 75 percent of people believe in a god to 10 percent and no one could ever do that like in real life um, no no way no chance no, like you'd be lucky. No. You you'd be lucky to get five percent of that drop. Right. But he did it in sixty-five or so percent in like twenty-four hours. On top of that, yeah, like like yeah, even like a day or so. Yeah. Yep. Just holy shit, <laughs> nuts. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm looking forward to the next one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we're gonna be done. Let's see if they actually end strong. Let's see if they actually set this up right. All right, moving on. World's end harem. A decent episode. What were, what were your thoughts? <laughs> it was a decent episode. It was a decent episode. Nothing, nothing really sexual happened. Yeah, this is this is more drama. This is more drama. They've cut out the sex. I mean, they still have shitty blur, shitty fucking. But, but it wasn't but, like all over. No, it wasn't. It was. They already. Yeah, they basically said they st- stop fucking and you know try and get everything. But they're you know like I said, they're telling a decent story. They're telling a really decent story, and it's good shit. It is yeah, solid this, shit. This, this is just the point. Like this stuff like this is just very distracting. In essence, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's really the the big flaw to give it a a decent grade. I give it a decent grade because I've been enthralled by the story. Like an etchy. Right. That, this is the best story out of all the etchy anime I've ever seen. Truthfully, even Mushoku Tensei. It's not an etchy anime, dude. It, it's still an R rated. That R rated is different from etchy. This all is right, purely right. etchy. All right, fair enough, fair enough. It's purely etchy, bro. I've seen, yeah. I've, I haven't seen that many. Like I've seen, I've seen Arrow Manga. You know what? Arrow Manga Sensei had a had a nicer story. Arrow Manga Sensei, then fucking uh, World's End Harlem. Because this is a better story than Shimeta. This is a better story than uh, Peter Grill or Super X Heroes. Um, I think those are the only other ones I've seen. So yeah. not many, but I've seen a, a, a decent variety. So yeah, it's a solid yeah. story. Solid, solid story. Basically, I don't think that Arisa um, and her cult are really uh, are really uh, terrorists. They're just labeled as terrorists by the UW, but they're really yeah. not. They're really not. Yeah, they, they talk about it. like they're basically they're just exposing like, hey, these guys were lying to you. Yeah, we have number four. <laughs> I really hope it ends up being like a humongous orgy. <laughs> but also the fucking ch- outfit appearance with uh, Doi. <laughs> Do- yeah, Doi's fucking savage now. Yeah, and we find out what Karen really wants. Wants to be the head of the UW, right? The world. She wants the world. Okay, fucking uh, Dr. <laughs> Evil. Yeah, but no, she wants to be number one in everything that is going on. That's why she tries so hard. Yeah, basically. So, I mean, as I but there's like, Eddie, she wants a door. It's like, yeah, you could fuck me, but I can't have you knock me up because this will ruin it. Yeah, like I, you're, I still need you for my plans. And then Doi's like, you know what? That's fine. I'll help you out. And then at the end of the episode, bro, that reveal. Holy shit. Doi, Doi looks like a super villain now, bro. Yeah, right. Like no glasses. His hair's changed. Yeah, dude. He looks taller, fucking more fucking confident, bro. It's amazing what pussy does to somebody, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, it's he, so he's, true. God, he's, he's fucked for like a couple of months straight. This <laughs> is. They said he didn't they say his number like in the previous episode was like 63. Something like that. He's fucked 63 girls. It's Jesus like, Christ. Yeah, bro. like 
multiple times in a day. <laughs> My number is not even close to 63. Not even close. No. <laughs> no, I'm not even close to 63. I'm like one fucking. Yeah, it's half a rage. Yeah, for real. Fuck you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but no. Uh, yeah, and it's I... interesting, too, to see fucking um, number one be uh, what's it called? Like he agreed to stop fucking. He be ended up befriending the one chick. Yeah, it's more. But he actually said he has feelings for uh, for Rato's sister. It seems like it's pretty wild. Uh, yeah. And like in this, I feel like there's like this defense group that say Rato and the others like they have like this little hidden motive. Yeah, 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 for sure. And then Chloe, yeah. of course, is evil. Yeah. And yeah, then this all time you find out. Yeah, sure. Like they just hated men. Yeah. They wanted, they wanted all women's world. They want to find a way where you could have. What a bitchy world. Just... Imagine a, a a world full of only women. Like what a bitchy fucking world. Yeah. Like, Patty, they, they, bitchy. They hate, hate men so much that they rather get pregnant by another woman or just do something genetic. Like what the fuck? And I'm very curious as how they explore, how they explore explain that, it. how they explain that. But then also how they explain um, Susan and uh that link with her and um and arisa because there's clearly a link they flash back so when she's yeah. in a tank and fucking we see arisa observing her right so i'm very curious from that standpoint as well perhaps it's a sleeper agent thing who knows but now that's so many good fucking takes from this show like you know that's why I, I don't mind giving it a solid three this is a solid three out of five stars it's not going to get more for me given everything but just the story it's a it's one of the better stories of the season Right. I would take the story on worlds and harm, not even just like this of the sexual shit. I would take the story over fucking uh, what's it called? I take it over 24th Ward. I'll take it over fucking uh, Shenmue right now. Yeah, like well, I would we'll take get, it we'll, over. We'll, we'll get to 24th after this. So. Yeah, we'll get after this. Yeah, I'll take it over fucking uh, Love of Kill. I would take the story over uh, Strongest Sage. Like that's you know, I just put that story, just the story itself. No, yeah, a, a bunch I, of decent I, anime. I put it over a couple. Like I put it over Lee Dale. I'll put it over fucking slow loop. Ah, you know what? Story wise, yeah. Story wise, yeah. Yes. I still enjoy for what it is, but story wise, yes. Doll's frontline for you, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Stall's frontline. Yeah. Um. I don't that's think really it. Yeah, I was gonna say because you you're more. I think that's really, yeah, I, yeah. Lupin we, is yeah. yours. Like you like freaking uh, Akame Sailor a lot. Being the needed the needest in rankings are your baby. Oh yeah, like that's so. yeah. Vidius is definitely high. <laughs> of course, of course. Good shit. Yeah, good good shit around. Let's just good see shit, pal. Yeah, let's see if the end is strong. <laughs> Hopefully, I re- really hope it's not something fucking stupid. Speaking of ending strong, let's go with one that's been slowly declining. <laughs> <laughs> what a shitty transition okay yeah uh fucking 24th i didn't mind this week's episode you've been more critical of 24th ward than i have i agree it started out ridiculously hot and it has cooled off substantially but i'm not in the camp of it's gone to shit it's not the worst thing but it's just what do you want <laughs> I like, like the you, flashback like, like, like You've had some great episodes, and then in the middle, it's just felt, it felt like a filler. Not quite, but I see what you're saying, but I didn't get that feeling. <sighs> um, It was, it, you know, it was a very slow build and a dramatic attempt at a, at a reveal for something that kind of fell flat. That's how I would okay. classify it as. That's fair. 
I would classify that as. But I enjoyed this flashback episode for those who haven't seen it. It's a flashback episode where we see all of the um yeah, we I heard see, a beeping. We, I heard a beeping. I was like, sorry. Yeah. Um, we see them how we see all the characters interconnect. We see Koki's mom um and, and father, how they got together, um, how that interacts with um uh, Susugawa, how that interacts with the dude from Sarg, um, how that interacts with uh with uh what's it called? Um Shu's family, and we yeah. see Rand and we see Zeroth, how Zeroth is born because of you know it it, it I liked how everything tied together. Uh, one event that couldn't be prevented because of Kanai's inability to complete her system was a chain reaction that led to everything that's happened. On top of the fact of Koki's father going through severe heartbreak twice because of stuff outside of his control, I thought that was really well explained, well done. It gives us a, a, a legitimate background to see the potential demise of such a critical character and how the building blocks for that have you know, right. in shape to where we can conclude these last, I think, like two or three episodes where we can build to something that's greater than than what it is. You know, granted, they have that they have a couple plot holes, you know, in terms of how to how to explain the potential destruction of um of what's her face. Asumi. Uh, but I mean, I like this episode very much because it was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I kept saying that a lot because one thing led after the other led after the other led after the other we see literally we see koki's mom be with fucking zero cause zero go through pain get swept off her feet by koki's dad she dies because of something that she couldn't prevent koki's dad wants to like prevent it then goes through and like it's like yeah it starts relenting then his fucking daughter dies then he's like i want it done and again great shit great explanations i like this episode very much all right, that that's fair. Yeah, uh, I, I'll give that. Uh, don't worry, there's no new episode. There's no new episode next week. We instead we get a recap episode. Another recap. Episode. So that automatically means it can't be anything above a three from us. If you get a recap yeah, episode, it's the second recap. It's not. A, no, it's not. It's not the second recap. Yeah, we had we had a we had a break and they showed a recap, but they didn't I, count as an episode. Really? Yeah. I don't recall. I thought it was just an episode. They just skipped it, and that was it. No, no. I was like, okay, there's no episode, but there's a recap while you wait. Didn't even dawn on it. Yeah. It's falling into that freaking, uh, what's it called? Into uh, Wonder Egg territory. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Eggs. Ugh. Yeah, let's move. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, um, no Genius Prince, because we already covered that last week. <laughs> did we? We did, yeah. We, we watched the latest episode before we got on. Oh, yeah, we did. This ours. We got five left. Huh. Go ahead with Shamui. Let's go with Shenmue, yes. Rio is in China. He's in Hong Kong. He Hong finally Kong. arrives. He arrives. He got caught off guard with a girl on a bike. Would you know her name is Joy? Mm-hmm. While she got distracted, a kid robbed him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pickpocket. Wong, his minions. Sam. Pick backpack. Pick backpack. Yes. By Yes, the, the team of Wong, Sam, Larry, and Coolzy. I'm guessing they play a significant part in helping him later on. Well, just Wong. Mm, okay, just the kid. Yeah, yeah. And, and you catch him pretty early. Yeah. And yeah, and everything was fine. Just all his money was gone. <laughs> what, in the backpack? 
Yeah, all he he lost all his money. In no, he had his money. He said he had the. No, I'm saying in the game he lost his money. <laughs> oh, in the game he lost his money. Yeah, he loses all his money. But in the anime, he didn't lose anything of significance. Yeah, in the I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh no. Yeah, it made like a big deal. That's why Joy felt bad for Rio. That's why she takes him to this hotel. Like, hey, you can crash here, basically. Can't fuck me here, but you can crash here. Yeah, they don't fuck. That's sad. She's hot. Yeah, she's hot. No, they don't. I would definitely sing her the chimpo. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, um, Rio meets his old guy about Chai Chi. Old man Jimin. He's Jimin. so good. I love him. Yeah, uh, yeah, they they were fighting back and forth. He had this Tai Chi style, and what he was about to ask Rio about what was his trial? He wasn't there. Mm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he goes to the temple. He sees a girl there. He's like, "Oh, why are you here?" Type of thing. Like, "Oh, you know, I visit." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, she's looking. But he's looking for Master Tali Shao. Mm. And this old guy's like, "Ah, oh, you, the master will come to you. You cannot. You're not ready." Mm-hmm. All that shit. Uh, then Rio meets up with Joy. That's when she tells her about the hotel. Like, oh yeah, don't go after Wong because he has no family. So, like, leave your backpack. It's good as dead. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But Rio says, "I promise, I won't hurt the kid. I just want the backpack. That just show me where he is." Mm-hmm. So she takes him there. He sees Joy. Uh, he, sorry, sorry. Joy takes him there. He sees Wong. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I just want to talk to you. But he beats the shit out of the goons, not Wong. Mm-hmm. Then they eventually talk. He gets his bag back. Everything's there. He's on the boat or whatever. Where was it? Was it on a boat? Uh, where? The, the, the back? The bag. The um, bag. It was either on a boat or it was inside of like a, um, a what's it called? Um, r- container. Right. A container on the dock. He eventually gets the bag. He's like, oh, yeah. Like, you don't have to be like this type of thing. He runs off. He talks to Tai Chi. He learns the iron palm. Mm-hmm. Like, practicing over and over again. I got to the point where he actually knocked the leaves off. Mm-hmm. And then he goes back to the temple. Like, uh, because Jaiman's like, oh, yeah, you can go. You can go beat the master. Mm-hmm. But basically... He talks to the old guy, and then you find out the lady who basically hangs out there was the master. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, well, I'm, ta-da! <laughs> I was expecting a guy. They everything kept saying like, like he, 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 and shit. I guess. Right? Yeah, but no, it was a good. It was a, it was the lady. Yeah. While Hong Jiong, the the guy there, no, he's not the master master. It's Li Xiao. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that was where they ended. Roll credits. Wasn't bad. That's for me, nice. I enjoy it for what it is. For you, I totally understand why you're frustrated. 100%. But it's like, uh, what can you do? I'll, 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 I'll just make it. I'll just watch it as its own things. Yeah, yeah. No no use crying over spilt milks. Mm-hmm. All righty. Uh, Realist Hero. A solid episode. Very, very well done. Of course. This has been one of the... Rev- this and Genius Prince has been one of the, like, the, the key like, revelations like in terms of like mediocre that became like good for sure yeah no, this, it, it picked up major sure. majorly major i love how everyone is dressing up like clark kent and all that while claire yeah. is the maid outfit <laughs> yeah carla 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 <laughs> you want to just grab her wings and 
Yes, I know. Look, and they're the center <laughs> spot of the party. This... <laughs> Lick the tip of the wing. Hey. No, this hat, no, this lightly caress your fingertips on the base of the wing. Watch the body <laughs> shift. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is like tentacle porn, except it's wings. Wing exactly. Porn. It's wing porn. Ah, I believe she can fly, all right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they're but yeah, what what was the what was that guard's name? The guard um Owen? Is it Owen? I think it's Owen. All right, we'll we'll call him Owen. It might have been Owen, yeah. It is Owen. I'm looking it now. It is Owen. Yes, I remembered. Yeah, uh, so I was like, oh, yeah, let's go down this alleyway. Then Owen's like, no, you can't. It's full of gangsters and mugs. It's a Guala Street. You're going to get mugged, kid. You're going to get killed. It's full of black people. Don't do it. Just kidding. Yo! <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I know. You're supposed to whisper it. <laughs> like the white people do. It's awful white people. Like that Trumpy outside of the, the corner of your 7-Eleven, right? So bad. <laughs> Do it. Do it. That's going to be my going away away present. Bro, like when you do it, like when they say, why did you do it, Matthew? You're going to be like, oh, like you show them the meme of Aaron in your ear. Do it. Run him over. No, it's just he does what he did. (laughs) That's it. He does what he did. Oh, man. But no, someone's like, oh, no, it's fine. Yeah, it's it's a nice town. Like it's there's sheet. There's there's sheets hanging up. Everything's clean. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, what the shit? And it's like, oh, well, we're going to go outside the gate. Oh, it's like, no, you can't. That's dangerous again. And it's like, oh, well, I proved this to you. So fuck you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we meet the doctor, uh, the free-eyed doctor. What was the, what was her name? Uh, something with an E. Um, let's say Elsha. And these people are not putting up their, her name. Elsha. I have her name on. Right, let me go to my. Let me go to my. Yeah, we need to know our name before we continue because I don't get names mixed up. Goman. Goman. We're waiting. Goman. Not go Goman. Domo. Not go women. Go. Yes. Go, go. Go, daddy. Oh, here it is. Did you lose it? Uh, Hilda. Hilda. Hilda, yeah. Hilda von Schaft. <laughs> now the doctor is there. And then, oh, wait, refugee camp is being attacked. They're going to kidnap the children. And then you see the what was that girl that he knows through that that Kazuya knows? I forgot her name. I, like he recognizes I, the group. Oh yeah, that's the team I used the dummy for. Yeah. Uh, I, and it's like, uh, are you gonna fight? I kind of can't fight. Uh, I'm going to anyway. I mean, it, it was it was very admirable. Yeah, I, and yeah, even this year's like, all right, don't touch anything. Don't go anywhere. Yeah. Like, you're not like, do you know anything? Uh, Owen told me a few things. Okay, you're gonna stay still. And then, yeah, he sees the girl being attacked. Like, oh, I gotta be a hero, throw yeah. something as a distraction. And he's like, Well, what, was, what are you gonna do now? I don't know. I didn't think I'd get it this far. Yeah, Rose is like, Ah, shit. And then that guy gets attacked. The woman attack him. Lysia scolds him, saying, What would happen? I don't know what we would do if you died. And then uh, Kazuya uh, says the girl's name is like, how, and then she was like, "How do you know my name?" And Alicia was like, "Yeah, how do you know her name?" Uh, great and, work, and, Owen. And he's like, oh, "Oh God, it's the villagers. You guys okay?" Right. It's like this. This you don't don't hide the subject. Don't change it. And it's like, ah, yeah, like, yeah, they're fine. Oh yeah, uh, I don't give me the credit. Give those people the credit. Yeah. And chase it. And then we see fucking the slave trader. Yes. What's his name? Rudis. 
Uh oh. Um. Uh, cherry? No, no, not cherry. Candy? I ginger. Said... Ginger. Ginger. Yes. They see, they, they go to ginger, and again, yeah, he says, "Up, oh, everything's going great." How did it? How did this episode? How the episode end? The episode end when they um when after they saved the children, they were able to escape by pinning it on the adventurer. And they yeah, walked, I'll talk about with asked, Ginger. Like where where did they leave? That happened at the beginning of the episode. So Ginger came at the beginning of the episode before they went into before the hood. He, before he came into the end. <laughs> no, Ginger was the beginning. The, well, the first thing they did before they went into the hood was they went over to Ginger's like school basically and asked him like how how the school was running, how the kids are doing, the attendance, things of that nature. And he mentioned how like all the kids attend all the time because they want to learn. However, none of the adults want to because they've survived and they live fine without without learning. So why do they want to learn now? So they're proven to be difficult. And Soma said like, okay, that's up to me to figure out how to get the adults to attend. So don't worry about that. I'll focus on it. Just keep doing what you're doing because you're doing it. Long story short. All right. Very good. Moving on. Uh, again, nice episode. We're almost done. I forgot there's a demon war going on. <laughs> It, it honestly it's so easy to forget that's one of the hang that's one of the few hang-ups of the truthful i know it's like are they gonna mention it at the end or next season uh it gotta probably be some sort of like revelation of at the end of the season God, especially there's gonna be the season if i would hope so. yeah i would hope so too but we're just got to wait all right let's go sasaki and miata a solid episode this was cute very cute we got our fireworks we'll get to that in a bit hanabi yeah, so basically we go back to the the Fug Cafe. Yes. Not made. The Yankee. The Yankee Cafe. The Yankee Cafe. Hooligans. Delinquents. Junkie. Yeah, so uh, while Sasaki was doing a shit, Miyano goes to the fortune teller. He goes to the president, Hanzoa. So go ahead and explain what happens. I'll ask you a question. Basically, he, he wants advice through tarot cards of hand, to see how he can handle his feelings on Sasaki. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was just more of like a straight type thing. And with Miano, I think just I think he's just afraid of hurting him. Yeah, that's so, that's why he can't. Why? So we get that we get that explanation during the Hanabi episode. Yeah, there was a revelation after Sasaki leaves. So basically, Sasaki gets the tarot card reading from Senpai and Miano. Huh? Miano. Sorry. Miano. Yeah, Miano. Miano gets the the tarot card reading from Sen- from. And mentions the card he picks is I forget what it was, but it mentions it's about perseverance. And I think it was strength. I think it was the strength card. Strength card. It was strength and mentioned like you have to be strong, you have to persevere. Um, you have to continue to push through and find your feelings and be strong in your choice and be strong in your decision. Um, and that'll help you out. And you know, it helps out Miano. Miano goes away. And the revelation that you know I wanted to ask you was he mentioned he he does a tarot reading for himself. He pulls it out and it's like understanding or the card. And he mentions like, I guess it's up to me as the big brother to just accept where this is going as long as the other person accepts Miano. And I'm like, is that a senpai talking or is he related to Miano as like an older brother and they just don't, you know, mention like Nissan or whatever. You talk about the president? Yeah. I... That caught my eye. I was like, is that Sasaki's brother? Is that Miano's brother? Cousin, family member of some no, I was just thinking he's just someone that has seen this type of behavior with other people because he's straight, he has a girlfriend, and you can yeah, tell I, being yeah, again, and I'm pre- he understands again, what's going on. And again, but... he, I'm pretty sure he's helped out a bunch of students because, yeah, because again, he's the class president, people look up to him because again, yes. they're gods in anime, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So, 
basically, um, as that had, they, uh, they, what's it called? Hirano lets uh, Sasaki out 10 minutes early. They go enjoy the festival. Um, you know, they go to a couple things. Yeah, then, then yeah. Then how's that? I was like, you know, he's got 10 minutes, right? I was like, shut up. Yeah, so then he goes. Get back in there. <laughs> yeah, so basically, uh, Sasaki, or Miyano goes to perform in the cross-dressing competition. And um, uh, what's it called? Uh, what's his name? The, the glasses? Miyano, yeah. Uh, Kurosawa. Kurosawa. Kurosawa and Sasaki have a conversation while Miyano's up on stage. And basically, um, he asked him if Kurosawa, he's okay with it. Yeah, he asked, like, what's going on with it? And he's like, oh. And uh, Sasaki's like, oh, I guess uh, Miyano's told you something. He's like, no, but I can tell what's going on. And, you know, she's like, oh, you know, it's hard for me to, like, you know, support him. But at the same time, he's so open with me. So I do want to support him. Like, he wants to see him happy. <laughs> he wants to see him happy. And he, you know, he realizes that, you know, he may, you know, sometimes crowd him. Um, so Miano ends up getting second place, but he's also happy the about uh, also like he had the whole like little revelation with the whole 50 year thing that flashback. Oh, yeah, he had that like, and then he's like, Was he really? And he thought that Zaki took it as he was playing long term with him, which is not the case, but in any case, you never know, perhaps. Anyway, so uh, Miano gets first, uh, second place rather, and is happy about that because he's like, Oh, at least I don't look as girly as the other guy, basically. Yeah, um, they end up changing. Um, and then they go to lock up, basically. It's the end of the festival. Um, it's at night. Uh, Miyano's in charge of locking up all the doors on the inside of the school. Sasaki goes with him. And as they're having a conversation on, on uh, about things, um, he gets nervous. But then he tells Sasaki, like, listen, I, I, if you don't mind, give me a little bit more time you know, to tell you my feelings. And Sasaki is like, OK. And he holds his hand. And like collapses in his shoulder as the as the Hanabi hey, and the fireworks. Hey, he'll off. wait longer, and yeah, Miano loves this vulnerable side of him. Yeah, Miano loves the vulnerable side. But the key that you mentioned earlier that you were getting ahead of yourself is the fact that he hasn't given him his decisions because it's not fair to Sasaki. He says this because of the fact that he doesn't know whether he wants this relationship. He doesn't know basically whether he's fully gay or he's accepting of the fact that he's got gay feelings, and that um, it's not fair. He doesn't so, want to lead him on. Like he, does, he, exactly. he, he dates want to lead him. him on. He doesn't want to play him. He doesn't want like he dates. dates him and then realizes he doesn't have the feelings. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I like, I like him, but I don't like. I don't know if I like him the same way that he likes me, and I don't want to say that I like him or get with him, and then realize like this isn't for me. Like I don't like men, or I don't, you know, I, I don't want to crush Sasaki because he can tell how invested Sasaki is into him. Right. Um. But then things continue to progress from that standpoint throughout the episode yeah because uh we we're at the mall miano yeah. uh sees sasaki and then there's a girl yes and then there's um osagawa juro yeah Osa- yeah and uh you know, i was like who's this and they find out yeah that's sasaki's sister she dragged them along just so for picking out outfits for her boyfriend mm-hmm mm-hmm that type of thing. It led to the point where she takes off and takes Ogasawa with him, with her. Mm-hmm. And now Sasaki and Miyano are alone together. And then it's like, hey, you got plans? Like, oh, I was going to watch this uh, Yaoi movie. And Sasaki wants to tag along. Mm-hmm. And he eventually says yes. And then Sasaki, he's like, oh, this is like a date. <laughs> and then gets Miyano all flustered. He's like, you don't want to see this. It's a gay thing. I, I gave you gay manga. But you don't want to see a movie, do you? <laughs> right. Yeah, and you find out that there are only two guys there. And it was all girls. Yeah. Because it's popular with the women, mostly. 
unless you are unless you are gay or like Gowie. Right. And then, yeah, they find out that Sasaki likes the movie. You see Miyano crying like, oh, it was beautiful. Yeah, he was all gushing over it. And then as they're talking about that, the girls are talking. Yeah, the girls are talking. They're like, oh, are they gay? They must be dating. Are they dating? Yeah. Like, like, why would they see that? Then Sasaki gets nervous. Sorry, not Miano. Miano Miano gets nervous. Sasaki doesn't pay them any mind, but Miano gets self-conscious because of the fact that people are starting to look at him. But then he starts realizing internally, he's like, I feel so at ease with Senpai. Being with Senpai makes me happy. You know, I, love I, I feel like he's high. a seat realizing it. Now. He realizes it like that. He's like, you know what? He's like, if this isn't real feelings, I don't know what is. And he basically admits like to himself, like, I like I like Senpai and a more than Senpai way. Yeah. And yeah, roll credits. And, and, roll credits. and roll credits. The episode, the season has to end with them getting. Yeah. I, I do not see a second season happening. I don't either. Isn't the manga still going though? Yeah. So that's what I said. I see them getting together to end it. That would be sad. You know, not for nothing, I would continue. Like, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, you know, I wouldn't be gung-ho to watch another Yaoi anime, but if they came out with a second season of this anime, I would definitely want to watch. Right. You know, that's okay. Point, it was very wholesome. I love the stuff. Yeah, at some point I'll watch Given, but it's not on my to-do list anytime soon. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not clamoring to watch Yaoi, but I've enjoyed this Yaoi. And I guess right. I've enjoyed it a lot because of the elements of fucking of Horimiya that, that we've been given, which I adore Horimiya. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I it you know what it is. Also, when you think of Yaoi anime, when you think of gay things in general, you think sometimes it's going to be like drama filled and fucking pansy-esque and, you know, super duper feminine, like raging queer. And it, it's this hasn't been that, which has made it, you know, definitely. a Well, lot that's because it's not Hollywood. Yeah. I don't know. That was the anime lets it play out. <laughs> that was always my mindset of Yaoi was, you know, yeah. just raging queer, like, oh, my God, some shit, you know. Again, that's that's U.S. television. Yeah, I know. It's just like it's two guys that you know. Again, I I do love the virus works a lot and just yeah. Or you know when you think I you know honestly when I thought of Yahweh I thought of Boku no Pico. Stop! Stop! (laughs) Stop! Stop! (laughs) I will end this call. (laughs) What happened to the last thirty minutes in the last couple episodes? I mentioned Uh, nothing. Nothing. You ain't getting them. (laughs) Let's move on. Dress up, darling. Anyway, we're we're gonna dress up, darling. Uh, we're go we're we're picking up where we left off. Photo shoots are happening. Uh, Madden keeps breaking character because she can't help. She can't contain herself because it's a little annoying. Too... Even I was a little annoyed. I was yeah, even everyone got because everyone's too quote unquote too fucking cute. Yep. Especially uh, it was cute seeing Juju smile though. She's got a cute smile. Yeah, yeah. Especially Shajuna. She was like, I hate this type of cosplayer. Like, I hate it. It's annoying. We're on a time schedule. It's money. What am I gonna do with you? Smile. Yeah, like uh, But yeah, she she enjoys the detail. Mm-hmm. She enjoys their cup. And of course, Shinju's B strap rips off. Pew! It's like uh, your chest is expanded. And then it's like it broke. Oh. It's like God damn it. Yeah. So all that happened. They went their separate ways. Uh, Sajuna, Shinju, were looking over at the photos. They love them and. uh Shinju opened up about how she felt jealous of her sister. But no, you find out Sajuna was the one that was actually jealous. Yeah. Because Shinju has the body type of people she wants to cosplay as while he's small and flat. Yep. But 
yeah, she wants to keep working hard on it. And then Shinji opened up saying, like, oh, I'm, I'm going to get a part-time job soon. Yeah. I want to keep doing this with you type of thing. Yeah, you missed the part, though, that when, what's it called, Juju and pulled Gojo to the side while her sister were, you know, basically doing their parts of the photo shoot. And so Juju and, and Gojo have this conversation about, you know, thank you for, like, you know, bringing this out of my sister. I would have never guessed, whatever. And Gojo says, like, hey... You know, it's difficult sometimes to tell people how you really feel about what you really love. Yeah, um, I can relate. And so, you know, I did my yeah, best. Yeah, because he has the Hina dolls. Yeah, because there's a Hina dolls thing. And uh, Juju's like, well, you know, like, obviously, like, there's a lot more that went into this. Like, you only paid for the raw materials, right? And she only paid. She's like, yeah, but, you know, it's okay, whatever. And she's like, no, she doesn't realize how expensive it is. Like, no problem. Like, I'll, I'll pay for and it. No she said, like, yeah, like, I'll pay you back. Like, yeah, cosplay is expensive. <laughs> And Gojo's like, yeah, it's all good, you know, no big deal. And then basically, when they have this conversation, Juju like is blushing because obviously she feels something more than just you know a business relationship with with Gojo, but realizes Marin and Gojo are together. But basically, Juju says under her breath, like, like this man is truly wonderful. And Gojo yeah. picks that up. He's like, what'd you say? And she goes, she goes, nothing. I said nothing. The and under, her breath, under her breath, she's like, she's like, it wouldn't be right for you to hear what. I-. And I was like, oh fuck, that was cute. Yeah. That was very cute. Uh, while all that went on, uh, they sent the pictures to uh, Myron and Gojo. Uh, they, then uh, Myron was like, talking, so how did it all come together? Like, oh, yeah, uh, Shinji was at my house. Yeah. By ourselves. Like, like I measured her all that. And then Myron had this face like, did you? But she had the blow up. She had the blow up fucking angry face, pouty face. Yeah. It's like, uh-huh. Like, and Gojo's just oblivious. Like, you know, like, like most rom-coms. Okay. Like, like what? No, everything is fine. No problem. Pouty face. And even though not everything is not Daijobu. <laughs> everything is not Daijobu. Uh, now, because of this, we get the next character she wants to do. Uh, Veronica. This shark mouth, tan, barely wears anything. And Marin talks about her love for the underboob. A good round underboob is a healthy is a healthy person. Yes. And then yeah, then Gojo's like all flustered because of it, because you know, she's wearing almost nothing. But he also talks about, yeah, this should be no problem at all. Like just be he really finishes quick. the cosplay really quick. So basically I, I think like a day or like yeah, a day or two. Like a day or two. So basically, you know, Gojo's chilling in his room. He's like, I finished, you know, gives me time to work on, on uh Marin's cosplays, but that was a really quick cosplay, I guess because there's not much to cosplay, you know, there's not much clothes. Um, and I, then, I, I was like, you could just probably just buy the white short shorts and you just gotta make the top. Yeah, basically. So freaking um, so all of a sudden you hear ding ding, you hear the doorbell ring, and it's Marin. Gojo! And then uh, what's it called? You see uh Marin and Gojo's like, Oh, it's so hot out there, you must be parched. Do you want to drink? And uh Marin's yeah, like, she's God, all tan yeah. skin. She's like, Oh, she's all tan. She's like, Wow, you got tan. And she's like, I know I got tan. And then she's like, No, I just put foundation on all over my body. Yeah, because she wanted to do it for the character. Yeah, she wanted to do it for the character. But she's like, Oh, I'm so hot. Um, whatever. Like, yeah, I can get a drink. And then she goes to like, you know, take a shower, basically, and go to a shower. And we see her get ass completely buck fucking naked. Which I wasn't expecting that, truthfully. I was not expecting it like whole ass naked, bro. Yeah. She goes whole ass naked and then she starts cheese teasing Gojo, like, oh, you want to take a peek? I bet you want to take a peek. And Gojo's all has a kashid and she's and like, I'll call no. and I'll call and I'll call you a pervert. Yeah, she's like, I'll call you a little pervert. You could tell Marm was just like stare at my Monko. But um and it's like, nope. Nope. I hey, I brought you a change of clothes. I'm gonna leave them here. 
And then you see her basically in her, like, in his PE uniform. And then Gojo's like, oh, you know, I shouldn't be thinking, but she's in my PE uniform. She's so hot, whatever. And then you see, you know, Marin and them talking about the uh, about the cosplay. And um, she puts the shark teeth. She basically, they are able to make shark teeth off of from, fake like, nails, nails from the yeah. dollar store, which was pretty cool. And then um, Gojo's like, uh, or Marin rather, was like, okay, I'm going to put the foundation on. And then freaking, well, I'm skipping a part. She puts like a background, but that's not important. She puts the, yeah, try, yeah. Puts the foundation on. She lifts up Gojo, the shirt, and you just see under boob. Just and then go to like wait no nope, you cannot you cannot wear this here no no she now we get we'll get to that and basically he gets super flustered and all embarrassed and shit and now he's like hot and now he's hot and Marin thinks like oh my god you're getting heat stroke oh my god you're getting heat stroke we need to help you and meanwhile he's just super embarrassed because he sees like his fucking crush just fucking under boob yeah like crazy and so and she starts like oh let's not do this today it's too hot and then she's like oh i'm gonna get the thing no she's like oh let me get you some water no not that she's like let me get you some water and then she tries to get up but she part of the um part of the cosplay is she's in ankle chains so she put the ankle oh chain yeah she fell before that and she trips and busts her ass and hits her head on gojo's wall and as a big ass lump on her head and she's like well we can't do the cosplay because i can't put the wig on because i got this lump on my head so we'll do right. it another day um and then the episode transitions into a day out basically with marin and gojo and gojo's like oh where are we going and she's like oh we're gonna we're buy clothes. clothes and then she's like this is a men's store they're like i know you mentioned that you wanted new clothes so we're gonna get you some new clothes because all, all he wears is his work outfits he works his work outfit but it's his casual outfit but you know it's very traditional it's not very not hip at all so uh marin's like oh, we're gonna make you hip basically and so they go into like a department store they pick out some clothes really tacky shit truthfully everything they picked out was fucking tacky yeah, even guy fieri everything was super guy fieri it but was... but marin just has this face okay marin has his face and like when you think like oh marin's fucking embarrassed like damn gojo looks fucking stupid no it, nope. it just shows it, it just shows that she has shit fashion taste because she, she has shitty fashion taste for men because she has great fashion taste for herself but she's like gojo looks great in everything oh my god i've never thought of a man that would look great in everything oh wait now i do it's gojo i love him i love him so much not even love 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 wv i love gojo kun daisuke gojo kun yeah uh then eventually but gojo is super uncomfortable in all of these clothes because he's not hip whatsoever and so he picks nothing no he he picked a casual no, I don't think he picked it. Well, they they came out of a bag though, so I think he picked a couple of stuff. I maybe I didn't see that. I didn't see the bag. I didn't think he picked up. Yeah, yeah Joe, she was she was holding the bag. No, that was her. She picked out the same T-shirt, so she bought the T-shirt for herself. Okay, okay. Yeah, Gojo didn't pick up shit. Basically. Gotcha. And then you know, Marin's of course super sweet. She's like, you know, it's fine. You can't help. You know, there's no point wearing something you're not comfortable in. So you know, I understand. No problem. And they basically have a date. They go around Shibuya. You know, they go get food. They go see like sites. They eat crepes and ramen and things of that nature. Like everything is great. Yeah, so he's like, ramen's not a snack. <laughs> ramen's not a snack. And as they're walking down Shibuya, um, what's it called? Marin's like, oh, I can't wait to cosplay. And then Gojo's like, I can't cosplay with you. And Marin is devastated. She's like, what do you mean? I don't understand what you're saying. And then Gojo's like, it's best that like you do this one without me. And Marin's like, no, I can't. Like, you're my cosplay partner. Like, I need you. Why don't you want to cosplay with me? And Gojo's like, it's too skimpy. Like, that, that your outfit's too I, skimpy. I, I, I can't. I can't. Under is too much. Like, I can't. I can't approve. I can't look at you. 
Like I can't. And Marin, they just laugh. First Chuckle. she bluffs. Well, first she blushes. Yeah, first she blushes, and then she starts laughing her ass off. She's like, "Oh, so you don't want to cosplay with me because you're embarrassed because of how like you know how naked I am." And then uh, what's it called? She's like, "You know what? You're right though. I think it does too much skin." So like, "Oh, let, you know, I'll, I'll be careful next time to select a different cosplay, and we'll come up with a different cosplay." And Gojo's like, "Okay, no problem." And then uh, Marin's like, "Well, you know what? I could wear that cosplay at home." And Gojo's like, yeah, you do that. Have fun with that. You know, I'm sure you'll look great. And then as they're like, walking, she gets she gets embarrassed and she's trying to hold it. She gets embarrassed. And so she grabs Gojo by the arm and whispers in his ear. Do you want me to send you a picture of me in the cosplay? Gojo's like, oh, my God. Oh, Jesus Christ. And she's like, kidding. 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 Unless. And then the episode <laughs> ends with a, a, a zoom in on her smile. And she does like this devious smile, which means. She probably will send the picture and Gojo will have ample FAP material. Oh, yeah. Roll credits. All right. You're ready for the main event. It's time for the main event of the podcast. Yeah, we're introducing first. We're ending it with something different. Introducing... Of the Rose King. Of the Rose King. Yeah, uh, yeah. This how everything came into play with this battle. We had to, especially at the end with Henry and Richard. Yes. But no, uh, we get we get to the battle and uh Warwick, he's surprised that uh William's like, why are you over there with him? That's your Mm. brother. Like, I thought I manipulated you enough. Like, nope, I'm my, my loyalties with the family and Edward. So, all that is going on. And then people are fighting. People have no faces. Some people have faces. The guard had no face and had a face when he went to Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh, all this, all this stuff is going on. Richard has his own thing to do. He wants to find, yeah, he wants to find the man that killed his father. He wants to find the king. He wants to kill the king. So he sends what's that other black hair kid? Buckingham. Was it Bucking? Buckingham. Buckingham, yes. He he says Buckingham's like, okay, um, this is what you gotta do. You gotta pretend to be me. He kills uh, Red Rose. He takes the he takes the cape, the cloak, and he's using the fog as his advantage to basically trick the red roses. And it that that plan's been working. It was that was a smart plan. Super slick. Yeah, I I give him credit for that. Uh, that we go to Henry for a bit, and what? Hendy, Hendy. Yeah, uh, yeah. The king's like very upset. There's like, all this, all this stuff is going on, and he's not even there. Mm-hmm. And he sees one of his soldiers, and he he tries to go help him. Like I'm the king. I was like, you're the king. Then why aren't you out there? Like he's like he like basically this guy was telling him he was worthless because yeah, the king's a pacifist. Yep. Yeah, like he just he's just this god loving pacifist. He just doesn't want any of this to happen. And then the guard killed the guy in front of Henry. And it made Henry just go to him. Like, why'd you do that? He was a Lancasterian. And the guy's like, What? No, he wasn't. And he turns it over. He's like, Oh my god, he was. Yeah, because again, the the fog. Yeah. (laughs) No, it not only that, the fog and Richard was like, you know, go kill, go kill, go kill. He basically convinced them to turn against each other. And that yeah. was part of the strategy that the back his back line and they, like, they're this they way started fighting each other, thinking that they were fucking the other guys. Yeah. Uh, but while all that was going on, the fight between Edward and Warwick was great. 
Yes, it was. All that going on, like, like you were with the family the whole time. Now, also, also before that, Warwick had that revelation. Like, he thought he was talking to the father. Yep. Like, you promised you would have Edward on the throne. He's like, I did. I mean that. Like, but again, you betrayed everyone. <laughs> yep. And now Edward wants, then you see Edward coming from the fog. Yep. And they have this fight. Yep. And it looked like Warwick was winning, but turns out that he wasn't. <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, the knights come in, everyone's getting ambushed. Edward, Edward had it, but Warwick ran away. And then Buckingham stabbed him. <laughs> yep. He's like, you ain't going anywhere anymore. Then Edward didn't want him dead. He wanted him alive. Yep. So uh, Edward rushed towards Warwick and like, find the man that did this. Like, I want him executed, basically, for like disobeying his order, based in the grand scheme of things. And then we see Warwick was like, had his flashback again of trading of how he trained Edward. Yep. And it was just a nice sweet moment. Like everything was going dark for him, and Ed Edward was there. Like he looked like he forgave him. Yep. When he just held his hand and stood there while they were talking till Warwick died. <laughs> and then when all that was going on, we go back to Richard. He sees uh he sees Henry and he sees the guard like yelling at the king. <laughs> yep. And then he died. Yep. Like Richard stabbed the guard. Yeah. And then Henry looked at Richard and he's like, like, why did you do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he looked down and he's like, who are you? And then Richard said he's his name and like what he is and what he does. Yep. Uh, before that, the, before he goes there, Joan of Arc was like trying to trick Richard. He's like, oh yeah, Henry's that way. And then another ghost, like his father, was yeah. telling like where Henry actually was. Yeah. Because Richard kept getting manipulated by Joan of Arc at the end of the day. Yep, yep. It got to the point where like, I don't need you anymore. Yeah. And this is a sort of cut Joan of Arc in half. But Richard, I'm the only one so powerful. Yeah. I'm the only one that knows who you truly are. That and that's gonna that at some point has to come back. Yeah, no, I agree. He is Joan of Arc's gonna come back and you're like, yeah. I always knew who you were, and now you know who you are too. Got it. Yeah, and now she's gone for now. For now. Yeah, and then yeah, then the ghost of his dad is like, Oh yeah, she's there. And then we get to Henry asking Richard, "Who is he?" and all this. And again, yeah, he's the king York, like son of the like son of the Yorks, like all that the white the white rose. And they says to Henry, "Like who are you?" And then he confesses that he's the king and all that because he was just a regular person to Richard. Yeah, and Richard is mine fucked as they fucking they capture Henry. Henry is is basically is tied up. And while everyone is, you know, kind of like, you know, serious, but celebrating that they captured Henry, Richard is devastated. Yeah, because he said he wanted to kill the person. And now you find out he's that person. Life. And you know what's crazy is that um, his, uh, what's it called? His retainer, the, uh, forget his name, um, the, his retainer, the uh, guy who was, who was, was with him. him? The guy who was with him. And then the guy, he went over to some other house, but he always manages to find his way back to protecting him. I forgot his name. You know what I'm talking about. Basically, his retainer... I, I I know who you're talking about. Yeah. So the retainer... was it William or no? It wasn't William. It was somebody else. Um, but yeah, his retainer was like, you know, let me deal with Henry. Let me deal with Henry. And what's it called? He's like, she's like, no, 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 no. But he realized the whole time, like, dude's in love with the King of England and doesn't realize it. But they no one ever told him. And maybe that'll come back in the next episode. Like, you knew this whole time. Why didn't you tell me? Da 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 da. 
you know, like we tried to, but you, you know, blind with love, whatever. Um, regardless, there's so many different places that it can go, but just the, the principle of, of the, the uh, it feels like a betrayal. It's a heartbreak. Um, it's shattering to, to Richard, uh, just that look on his face, you know, and just the reality of throughout this these entire last nine episodes, there's a constant with Richard. And that is that he feels that he's doomed to not be loved by not realizing Anne had legitimate feelings, not realizing Edward has legitimate feelings. Yeah. Also, the guard, the guard is it's Caspi. It's William Catesby. Yeah. Catesby. Catesby. Yeah, his first name's William. Oh, OK. Catesby. Yeah, yeah. I'd known him as Catesby. Yeah. Catesby, the, the whole time he knew, in essence, he's like, wow, fucking he's in love with henry you know i get catesby i think catesby does know his secret so um it's it's richard's feminine side that you know i mean i don't yeah i get the idea like it could be a yaoi perhaps it is i guess in that standpoint but you know regardless either way yeah. just the whole principle and concept of, of the the mental torment that richard has put himself through and his experience as a result of this conflict between the two houses um along with his like chance encounters that have led him to is so fucking wild, dude. So wild. Yeah, just what do you do now? Do you actually kill him? No, I think he fucking betrays. I, I think that's the, the path that this is leading towards. I think he's going to betray his brother, side with Henry. They're going to sit on the throne together. Yeah, I'm, yeah, it's the tension of what's going to happen. Just, I got a lot could happen. Yeah. Again, it could be the betrayal, or it could be Richard kills him there, or anything. Because if I'm not mistaken, it was Margaret that killed his father, correct? Was it Margaret? I believe it was Margaret that... But but again, Richard believes it was the king the whole time. Yeah, not realizing. I think it was Margaret that ordered that uh, Richard, King Richard be fucking decapitated. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. For sure, dude. Great, great episode. (laughs) great episode great scene. i love i love i love the war the that final scene those final I, scenes i adore this series like i haven't given this because we're only halfway through or almost halfway through i haven't given it a grade yet but it, it's it's trending a four at least it's got a chance to be a five for me but it's, yeah like, it, it depends on how the rest of this core ends <laughs> yes well I, you can't i'm not gonna grade it by the core because it's a, it's a continuation right right but i'm saying like the the first half like the actual yeah if you were to give it a, the, the actual winter part the actual winter half the winter half, dude, it's got a chance to be a five. It definitely feels yeah. like it has to be a five. I'm not going to grade it until later, 24 episodes. God damn, you know. But in a way, I'm glad I didn't do that with fucking with Platinum End. I would have given it a fucking two, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have given it a two. Um, I probably would have given it a three just because I give a lot of things a three. But it would have been a low three. Like, it would have been like a 2.75 if I could do it. But I'm glad I held off because it's a four now on my grade. Right. It's, it's a four, so... At right now, Rec Room is trending at least a four. I hope it can get it to a five, and I would be really happy if it did. For sure. Yeah, I, I can't wait. Uh, closing thoughts. Strong, strong episodes this week um, as we get closer to the end. I mean, obviously, as you get closer to the end, any of those episodes, you know, they, they should be strong. And we're getting to the end now where we're. At- yeah, we're going to get to the penultimate. penultimate. So basically, all the yeah. slice of life stuff is going to have like that big, holy shit, like what's going to happen next? Because that's yeah. usually the. The, the before the season is something depressing love of kill is episode 10 so we start with penultimates on thursday platinum men's penultimate worlds and harm um, yes yeah, sasaki's penultimate sunday 
Uh, uh, Vanitas' penultimate. Yeah, 86 finishes. Dress Up Darling's penultimate. Realist Hero got two episodes more. Three episodes, sorry. Uh, Soul Loop. Um, and Moo is about... I, fa- I fake Frontline. Uh, yeah. Um, Princess Connect, for sure. Yeah, Rank It Again. will be next week as well. Tokyo 24th will be episode 10. They're behind now. They'll be the last... Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll be... They'll be they'll, at this point, they'll be done in April. Yeah, it seems like it seems that like that's the case. They'll be finishing when the season. All right, uh, but yeah, uh, while we sign off, uh, we want to thank Sean for being our editor. Uh, thank W2M Network for hosting us. We also want to thank uh, Chairshot Radio for having us uh, every Sunday. Uh, if you go to our our link tree at Talk to Kiki from uh, Twitter, you can find where you find your favorite local podcast: iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio. The list goes on. We're everywhere. Anywhere and everywhere you want to hear us. We'll- yeah, um, we'll be back in two weeks with uh, almost all of them, a finale and the spring awards. And we will get to, sorry, winter awards. And then we're going to talk about what we are watching for spring. Yes. Uh, so until then, we'll see you in two weeks. Arigato, Anato Faku, and sayonara. Sayonara, minasan. Bye-bye.